Hailing frequencies are open. Hi, everyone. It's been a spell, but we're back here on our one-off episode of Clear Skies with the Time Kids. Although that's not the official name of the episode, it is the Time Kids. Uh, it's good to see you guys. I I cannot believe it's been so long since we've all been in a single group together again. It's nice to have everybody back in one uh, ship. How's everybody doing? Y'all doing all right? Doing okay? You wanna, I got chocolate. I'm good. Oh, you're doing great then. You're fine. And uh, I want to take this moment before we uh, before we move forward into any announcements that we have tonight to once again just applaud Ravity Domse for running a hell of a game. Yay. I just want to say, I just want to say, I, I, I will I will forever, I, Jackson Lansing's never gonna get away with this. Brashley is the douchiest name I've ever heard in my life. And I, I every now and then I'll just be walking around in my apartment and I'll stop in mid like pour of a drink and be like, Brashley. And I'll just keep pouring. Like, I cannot get over Brashley. And then Mega, uh, what was it? Nega Brashley with like the beer cap on after his. Oh dinner. my God. So, so good. Um, everyone on that show was just a delight. And I'm so glad that like um, we could even play that game and that like you guys like really encouraged me to play that game. So, uh, Brashley exists because of you. This is all your fault. <laughs> what you created so this monster. <laughs> your fault, Ox Crew. Your fault. Um, um, but it was a delight. Thank you. And thank you so much for the support, everyone. Like, I felt so, like, loved. And, like, anyway, if you want to go, like, GM a game, just go do it. It's a little scary, but it's not that scary. <laughs> That's true. To this day, I've been doing this for a couple of years now. And to this day, I still have anxiety attacks before we go live. Just part of, part of, part of what you do. Um, so. I'm having um, anxiety attack thinking about mine in two weeks. <laughs> Yay. We got you, Bonnie. Actually, that sounds like a great segue. Bonnie, are you playing a game in two weeks? <laughs> what are you doing in two weeks, Bonnie? In two weeks, on May 24th, is my one shot of Lasers and Feelings with the theme of Wonderland. Get ready for some whimsical shenanigans, and we're all mad here, so everything will be fine. <laughs> That's going to be two weeks from today. That's on the 24th. Is that correct? Yeah. And then this episode as a part of that ecosystem is possible because of the incredible fundraising that we demolished this past summer. It has taken us all the way up to almost the next summer because of, you know, the unpredictability and insanity of the year that this year was. Um, but here we are and uh, we are finally getting to the Time Kids episode. It's really exciting to get back to these characters. Um, also, as a quick sidebar, uh, for everyone who joined us for our D&D one-shot last Monday, uh, we have been uh, getting inundated with messages for more of, of uh, Star Jam. It's weird uh, that people like Spelljammer. I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's bizarre. Um, so, yes, I would just say thank you so much for the feedback. Uh, if you are interested in, in uh, adding your voice to it, just let us know how you feel about the episode. But I will say that we have been listening to you. And, um, and who knows what may happen in the future? Who knows? Um, so many great moments in that game. Uh, I didn't get a chance to actually point at this real quick. But I just want to say that everyone in that game had 
wonderfully huge moments. Like everyone had a great moment in that session. And I didn't get a chance to tell you all that because we haven't actually spoken since that session came to an end. So from like- uh, from Movable Rod MVP. Oh my God, Immovable Rod MVP. Uh, we're, we're talking about you, Bonnie. Yeah, the way. yeah. We're talking about you. Yes, you. At the end. You you were playing the game. <laughs> you, you had well, played... and first of all, I couldn't, I missed every shot with my daggers. Yes. I was rolling ones and twos. And finally, I was like, I have a purpose. You don't need dice. Yes. Dice betray me. Forget them. I have my brilliant creative brain because I'm Bonnie Gordon. But also, also, let us acknowledge that this is the first time in all my years of playing D&D where I watched somebody swing off the edge of a ship with a ballista and impale a drow elf with a shot from that artillery piece. So, hey. Nicely done. <laughs> thank you. Um, so everybody, yeah. huge plays the game, and thank you so much for tuning into that. Um, I don't have any other announcements except for to tell everybody that next week we will be getting back to Clear Skies before we pause again for Bonnie to jump in and do the Wonderland thing. But... Uh, that's the only announcement that I had for myself. What would you do? You guys have any announcements you'd like to make tonight? Anybody? Yes, Aki. Um, so as most of you know, I haven't been streaming uh, on my own for a while, but uh, I will be coming out of hibernation for a very special occasion. And that is to be one of the hosts for preview day for USC Games Expo on Friday. So if you're interested in seeing me tackle some uh, games I've never played before um, uh, with a bunch of other really cool people, uh, you can check me out um, over at USC Games Twitch uh, at 6 o'clock p.m. PST on Friday. So that should be a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, you know what you just reminded me? I'm just not used to this because I'm a player now. I'm not used to it. Uh, Gax Pack on Saturdays over at Gary Con Live on Twitch. We play D&D. With uh, Jason Charles Miller and uh, somebody that Sam despises, Abria Iyengar, and um... <laughs> Abria, if you're out there, I hope you're having a very, very nice evening, and I just think you're the greatest. Second. Day. Okay, now chat, please go clip that and and tweet it at her or something <laughs> so she knows I love her. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so that's going to be at 4 p.m. on Saturdays. Uh, and that's That was my only announcement. Anybody else have anything else they'd like to announce? Yes, Sander. Yes, uh, just that my schedule is in full swing again. I'm doing storytelling like this pretty much every night of the week. So check, check out my Twitter. Uh, I've got Shikar D&D. We have uh, Starfinder. We have D&D with failed save. So, yeah. Very good. Bonnie. Yeah. I got more. I got more music coming out soon. I don't know when. And I'm supposed to be streaming on my own channel soon. I don't know when. And I'm supposed to be doing a lot of things. I don't know when. Excellent. But I'm gonna announce them all. I just wanted you to know. Um, I I will say. Oh yes, go ahead, Gina. Please. I was just gonna say, Failsafe has been on a hiatus, and we're back for the first time this Friday. Yay! At a new time, seven p.m. Seven p.m. Good catch. Yes, new time. Dude, do y'all remember when we fucking we did Shield of Tomorrow, and and it didn't go off the air until like eleven p.m. When when did that show start? It was like at eight. We started at eight or something like that. You remember? That? <laughs> Sam's like, why would you bring that up? Oh man. Oh, oh but it was all part of Dallin's Day. Yeah. Valentine's yeah. Day. Remember that? You just got three Amy in a row, and like, yeah. uh, congrats, um, content producer for D and D Beyond, Amy Dallin. Indeed. By the way spreading the good word of the Dallin. Um, uh, also, Power Play is back 
correct? Yes. Uh, we are doing the origin stories. We had uh, mine two weeks ago, and yesterday had uh, Caitlin Bruders for Benny Beckett. You might see a face that you recognize, a transcendently beautiful face. Uh, I speak, of Does course. Yes. I mean, it, it, it is contained in that, yes. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. And so, like yes, uh, to rave reviews, uh, we uh. have our very own, uh, but also Laser Molina Lever and Draconic. So it, it was beautiful. Uh, Caitlin Bruder's just like a complete breakout talent of a role player. And so there are going to be uh, two more weeks of origin stories and uh, some other stuff coming up very soon uh, with respect to that. Yes. The League of Whimsy gave Rick up this morning and on my stream told me that he was talking about me not yesterday <laughs> accusing me of the fact that i can't run a one shot one shots always become like five shots and, and i'm not saying i started the fire yeah but... <laughs> yeah yeah oh you're you're the source of the flame yeah okay that's fair that's fair that's fair so anyway um, there's arson <laughs> one shot um if last big piece of news we have for you before we jump into tonight's game and this is going to come as a bit of a surprise to our group as well but by the end of this week, you can all look forward to some updates about impending merch on behalf of the Stream Punks. So stay tuned. We will have some more info coming to you guys pretty soon. Um, I think that is going to be just about everything. Yes, Sam? Yes, I also just like had an announcement. Um... So on Fridays, I've been playing video games with uh, Jason Mills, the lead designer of uh, Demigods Powered by the Apocalypse. Uh, but we have recently switched to becoming more variety. And part of that is not just video games, it is uh, role playing games. This past Friday, we played with uh, Clearly Golden for the Queen, which I hadn't known about, but is freaking fantastic uh and we had a mermaid queen and whether or not we defended her you will have to go and find out but i do strongly recommend you check it out and like it and then say nice things because i might kind of be peer pressuring my friend into making that into a short run role-playing game for mermaid and if we go and we tell him at it's probably okay on twitter uh that the people want this, then I get to be in a mermaid game. I'm just saying, please. It's my birthday coming up in like five months. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Invoke the birthday. I, I think that's fair. Uh, but for now, it's time, kids. And I'm excited. Let's go ahead and start tonight's episode of Clear Skies.
saying that deep down in the back of my GM's notes, Velig was always the villain. He was in command of the entire thing. He was telling the Time Lords what to do. So, just saying. That's the big reveal. You put some respect on his name. <laughs> Emperor Velig. Sorry. First librarian of everything. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Emperor can convince anyone to do anything. That's true. It's very true. No. Um, so let's if only. If only. <laughs> Pour one out. Oh, wait. We got him back, though. So. Um, let's go ahead and jump into tonight's uh, story. When we last left these kids off, you had just been recruited by the Temporal Agency and were brought forward into the 30th century where you became agents set across the timelines of essentially the known uh, known history in order to untangle the entanglements to right the wrongs, to set things in motion, to quantum leap, one might say, except for thankfully not having to take over anybody's body to do it. Instead, you've been secret agent all over uh, the timelines from uh, pre-warp all the way through the Federation's growth into the era that we know as TNG and into um, the later eras as well. Some that haven't even been uh, revealed yet. in your timeline, you all have been doing this for about a year and a half now. So, imagine raw cadets just out of the academy, only by a year and a half, but y'all have seen things that cadets never see. You have had to go on some of the most dangerous missions. And one of the tricky things about this is that you have all proven how well you work as a team and your competency in learning new skills. As a result, you guys have all inadvertently become one of the top picked teams to deal with some of the most dangerous anomalies in the timelines. Some of them have been outright some of them have been outright dangerous to the point where one of you or possibly even two of you were almost lost on the missions. But in the end, each one of you has managed to pull through and the whole team has always come back in one piece. Uh, And it's been a bit of a ride. The temporal cold war continues to rage on. And as it does, it continues to threaten the destruction of all timelines. Time travel at this stage has become, I would say, Problematic is not really doing it justice. I would say more along the terms of damaging to the fabric of space-time. It's been happening so often, and it's been such an occurrence between the powers that are out there jostling for control of everything that it has started to cause instability in some time-traveling events. As a result of this, a lot of hearings have started to be held. Now. Just to give you all a piece of where we are right now, in your timeline, we are at the tail end, the final days of the 30th century. Before this timeline advances to what will be considered the 31st century. And as a result of this, there are a lot of people discussing and talking about what the next century is going to bring. 
where will we be in, a, in another thousand years or so, in 2000 years, 3000 years, if we can't get this under control, there won't be a 32nd century in a hundred years from now. As that discussion has become louder and louder, the six of you have had to focus on the work. You're still kind of new at this. You may be the new elite squad, the fresh team off the bus as it were, but the truth of the matter is, is the things that go on outside of the missions that you're all given is just too big to even comprehend. And it's better just to keep focus on what you're doing, considering that some of these missions that you've had to go on have involved things like making sure somebody who is wonderful dies when they're supposed to die in a natural disaster or in an event that takes place there are certain things you all have to protect in order to ensure that a is followed by b is followed by c on the other hand you've had instances where you've been able to restore and put chess pieces back on the board and ensure that those people out there that deserved a fighting chance who were being subtly removed from the time frame are in fact given the spotlight and the power that they need to become who they were always meant to be and that has restored much of what you have all lost throughout the course of the temporal war in other words where we are right now with you all the job has taken its toll but don't think for one second it hasn't had some incredible victories too and they have been worth pushing you all forward it's been hard. This is harder than you could have imagined a life in Starfleet ever being. But it's also rewarding on a scale that is incomprehensible to a standard Starfleet officer who's just boarding their starship for the very first time. You all are setting right the threads of space-time to ensure that the next generation of captains and crew can get out there and explore the unknown and to ensure the prosperity and protection of the Federation. We start now here on the tail end of the 30th century back at HQ. Now, the home base for the Temporal Operations Agency really doesn't exist as a star base in known dimensional space. For security reasons, it exists somewhere completely outside the standard time frame. This has never been explained to you how, but you all have theories. Either it's stuck in a quantum state of temporal looping, or for whatever reason, the shielding on the station is actually able to keep it removed from the timeline as it sort of exists in that gray area between dimensions. You don't really know the answer, but it's probably something along the lines of highly dangerous and incredibly secure. Your, <laughs> your quarters here your living spaces inside HQ are luxurious beyond the comprehension of anybody from Starfleet because holographic technology at this point has advanced to an incredible state of existence. You guys have seen the latest season of Discovery and you've seen some of the things they've been able to achieve with the technology. It's very similar. Um, holographic technology has achieved a level of competency where you can completely and seamlessly create reality around yourself at just the call of the computer. As a result, your quarters, each one of you, your individual quarters can literally be whatever you want it to be. It is a miniature holodeck that functions as a replicator and it functions beautifully. It has been the equivalent 
<laughs> and I'm going to have to keep using that so long as you're here at HQ. But it has been the equivalent of four days. And this has been a long stretch of downtime for y'all. Um, not to say that you're constantly working and being strung out, but it's been quiet. It's usually a good thing. You guys are constantly running from A to B to C to D, and four cycles of no activity has been somewhat refreshing. We're going to start the day off with the lights in your quarters. I would like you to tell me, uh, each one of you, as we go through, as you're all waking up, I'm going to start with you, Jatar. What does your quarters look like when your eyes open? What is it like inside your quarters? Yeah, so it's funny because we come into Jatar's quarters, and even though there's the capability to create this big, elaborate uh, scene, mm -hmm. it's very peaceful and tranquil. It's almost like a void, but you can see where the horizon line is as if there's a reflection, like a pool of water. Mm. Um, and Jatar is meditating on this pool of water and can see his own reflection as he comes into this body. Um, there is a single uh, sort of lamp that has a flame that is also reflected. Um, and he stands up and extinguishes the flame. Uh, and you can see that the, the water shifts to be whatever is needed, whether it's a mirror or the sonic shower or anything. Okay. How about you? I'm gonna. Uh, I think I would really like to hear, uh, Cadix. You tell me what your quarters look like when you wake up. Um, it's pronounced Cadix. Cadix. Uh, <laughs> um. So, because Cadix specializes in um, like infiltration and disguise, where she's always having to be like blending in with things a lot uh in her quarters it's larger than life she uh it's it's where she can actually be herself and bright and bold and um not have to be something or someone else so there's a lot of uh her quarters are filled with lots of elaborate fabrics and i would kind of say uh I would say kind of channeling a little bit of Mama Troy in there where it's a, a little bit flamboyant in a way where it's a little much, but at the same time actually has a nice feng shui about it. So lots of fabrics and different um, bright, bold uh, choices and colors. Uh, so the lights are dim, but as she wakes up, uh, the lights get brighter and, and you, it, your mood actually rises with the bright colors around you. Okay. Next up, I'm going to ask Inver. Is it Inver or Inver? Enver. Enver. When Enver wakes up, um, her walls and her floor, everything is very, there is no memorabilia, but, um, but the texture of, of her room is like natural rock like a soft, pale orange natural rocket. Her room almost looks like a cave. Mm -hmm. um, very nice, warm lighting. Um, it almost looks like if you were to go to an Airbnb in a mountain, <laughs> you know, it is it is inside of a of, 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 of rock texture. Um, and and that's pretty much it. It is a bare room except 
for this sort of earthy smell and and texture and um, and color. Okay. Perfect. How about you, uh, Coral? Am I getting the names right? Yeah, but cool. Bajoran, so Donnan. Um, uh, so Donnan, Donnan wakes up in a room that has sort of a bright and airy feel to it. Um, I want to say almost kind of uh, Grecian and like kind of like the the sort of like clean quality it it has. Um, kind of borderline minimalist, but there are there are like um, like bespoke kind of knickknacks around the room and like one small area set aside that's sort of like a shrine to the prophets. Um, and you know their bed is all like looks very neat, um, uh, but you can see kind of uh, uh, there's a closet in the room that uh, looks like it's only barely holding back chaos. Uh, you can see like uh, a couple of maybe like um, socks or stuff, something sticking out of the bottom corner of it. Um, but we don't talk about that closet. It that closet doesn't exist. <laughs> All right. How about you, Cyril? Yeah, no, these rooms are great. Uh, mine is nice and chilly, which means that you can have the blankets and feel nice and warm and cozy. And well, today coders might have a monitor and then like a second monitor. If you're really fancy, you might have three monitors. If you're really, really fancy, you might have five monitors. But do you realize with 30th century holographic technology, everything can be a monitor. If only my code were finished compiling, which when you think about the processor, that power that I'm playing with and the cooling that I have access to, it should really, you can tell it's working on something big. I have readouts all over everywhere, except for what, part of what it is hooked up to, which is an old raggedy uh, 24th century data pad under uh, a currently huddled bundle of white feathers that guards said pad with its little hollow life. Okay. Excellent. All right, in that case, as each one of you has awoken. We haven't done Bran. Bran. What? What's oh, that? I don't think we've done Thran yet, unless you were about to go to Thran. I was about to go into Thran. Oh, okay. <laughs> as each one of you have awoken, one by one, as your alarms have all kind of summoned you all, there's a ritual that everyone goes through that uh, involves meeting in the main mess hall, which also, again, utilizing the holographic technology of this place has basically turn the interior of this starbase into a, a paradise. It's very calming, but it's also uh, reflective of all the different eras of time that have been saved along with news and reports that are coming through for the agencies and for the agents rather that are working in here. Um, Thran, as sort of like the social, as it were, um, your quarters have been modified to accommodate any possible 
like liaisons or anybody that the temporal agency might be having to come visit from the Federation, anybody that they're actually uh, interacting with and who wants to see the base of operation. The temporal agency, from what you've come to understand, specifically Thran, is that uh, has come under a lot of scrutiny from higher ups lately. There is a lot of rumbling about the temporal cold war and it seems like it's across the board and that's what's first and foremost on your mind when you awaken in the morning to this sound of a communication coming through uh what does the inside of your quarters look like so um you are absolutely right uh Fran is a denobulan who is um the social of the group uh their specialties are specifically um sabotage and disguise but one of their like main hobbies is like party throwing and they understand that their room is meant to be used <laughs> as a diplomatic like you know just uh just a diplomatic office and it's meant to be used for that mm. but um, because Thran likes to throw parties there's a lot in this room that can double as like other things like the desk can definitely be used for beer pong or whatever yeah, nice. version of beer pong is in this world but also um because she's been sitting around for like four days or so um she it, she's one of those people who like constantly like changes out the theming of her room every now and then um mm -hmm. she does it tastefully because it's still gotta have some level of professionalism but it seems right now like if you look closely it would look like you are mid-transition between like rainforest theme and spaghetti western theme so um there's just like little touches so like there was a lot of green foliage earlier a lot of just um just uh uh like not quite rainforest cafe level because again we have to be tasteful but um it was it was no animatronic gorillas standing next to you watching you getting or anything like that okay but like she probably had like a like a toucan like mantelpiece um on on her uh um like uh near her doorway or she probably uh but now is like again switching to that spaghetti western so like there's a lot of cacti but like tastefully placed around the room and the toucan is still there though so it's looking kind of it's it's looking kind of disjointed but we're not going to mm -hmm. draw attention to that so she's in the midst it's been four days of relaxing this is how she relaxes um but she wakes up this is what she wakes up to is the toucan and she like stares at toucan like i gotta get rid of that um there's the an urgent chirping sound that seems to be blaring on one of your communication device indicating it's a high priority message from command uh, she rolls over and uh, switches switches it on, but doesn't necessarily set up. So she's kind of on her stomach, like okay. talking into it. You switch it on and you see the face of your commanding officer and handler oh. of your group. Uh, this is a Talaxian named Nadarix. Um, perks up when he sees your face appear and says, "Oh, agent, I know I'm waking you up, and I'm very sorry to to do that, but." I'm going to need you and your team to assemble very quickly. A lot is happening, and it's happening all at once, which you would think wouldn't be a problem for our agency. And yet, here we are. You know, Nadarks, I uh, was getting kind of worried. We were going to day five, I think, without hearing anything. And I mean, give me if you had given me a two more days, I would have probably switched up the entire theme of this party once more. So. Uh, Yes, urgent. Sorry, I'm still waking up. Um, let me let me. I'll let the others know, and we'll be there immediately. 
meet me in the chamber upstairs and I'll fill you in on everything that's happening. Perfect. Um, the chamber, by the way, is the nickname for the, uh, the sort of like the, the, the briefing room, as it were. Uh, he cuts her off before she can ask him if he wants the toucan. <laughs> yeah, um, he goes to blank screen. He just goes to blank screen, she's like, dang it. Um, she's going to grab the toucan, though, um, and uh, call up the rest of the group, though. So everyone gets the group chat call. Mm-hmm. Unusual to be contacted. Uh, it's happened before in the past. It's usually a bad sign when the commanding officers don't have time to actually assemble the team themselves, but delegate it to somebody else. I'll give you that insight check for free. Oh, thank you. Um, that's good to know. All right. But yeah. When when uh, Enver gets your call, um, she doesn't even wait. She just says, do not change the theme again. The last two have been excellent. Are you sure, though? Because, like, spaghetti western sounds really, really cool, but, like, I don't know. Maybe, like, we should be going underwater, right? Do you want this too, Cam? Um, yes. Okay, great. It's yours. It's per perfect. Perfect. Because we're getting rid of the rainforest. No, wait. Hold on. Wait, we need to wait till everyone is here, but we... Seems like we might have another assignment. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, Before day five. Before Does day this mean the party is canceled? Oh. I hope that's not what he meant. I mean, I'm sure we could probably fuss with the timeline. I mean, like, isn't that our whole jobs? We will have time for both. Right? Right? Do they have a name? Um, uh, Naderix is, 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 is who contacted me. No, not our superior officer. Our, the toucan. Oh, no. But I suppose we could name them. What are you feeling? When you look hmm. into his eyes, what do you see? Jabba. Jabba? Jabba's a good one. It makes a strange sound. Yeah, it's, I think that's 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 what it does. Um, are you talking about the toucan? Because it's definitely an animatronic toucan. Yes. Any anytime its jaw moves, it goes. Yeah, I I don't know if that's scientifically accurate, but you know what? I think that um, it's charming. It's yours now. Thanks for taking off my hands. I think Jabba suits. Its jaw is bad. Yeah. Where uh, is everyone? Where is everyone? We that's what Cadix chimes in, uh, is coming in, and immediately goes, Thran, is the toucan still available? Unfortunately, no. Damn. I, it was actually kind of one of a kind. I got it in, when we went on that one trip that, anyway, we could probably go back there, right? I can As you said, we do have all the time in the world. We have all the time in the world. Um, I can co-parent if you'd like, Camo. And she kind of puts it a little closer to you so you hear the horrible sound its jaw makes. Oh, never mind. Yep. So uh, what's, what's this all about, Thran? Are we doing another get together? Is it time for another party? Well, just like, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but we should probably wait for everyone else. 
does everyone else chime in? <laughs> just And just so you're aware, every party you throw, it's kind of our game that I show up and I completely disguise myself and you have to figure out which person I am. Oh my God, which person you are? As a party. Which you have punched, which I'm sure you have punched many instances mistaking. Oh my God, what is what is our current score? I feel like you are currently winning. Probably very close though, like maybe like 4-3 or something. Did you just say they have punched many Ensign? Is that the game? They're only allowed like, to punch one person at the party and hope it's you. Like a friendly jet. <laughs> it's called a snapshot. It's, where it's you a code. And then you take someone as a slapper. Anyway. I was just checking. One, two left, one right. It's a boxing thing. I read it somewhere. Um, but does everyone else sign in? <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Am I late? Am I late? Sorry. Annie refused to get in the emitter and was glitching pretty bad. Uh, but she's okay now. Stay in there. Stay in there. Uh, I'm here. What did I miss? What's going on? Uh, We're discussing adoption rights. Yes. Joint custody of the toucan. Uh, we're waiting for Thran to tell us something very important, but uh, they're not telling us anything until we're all here, so TikTok. Ah, excuse my delay. I am terribly sorry, but I had some fascinating research that I was looking into. Uh, I see that the toucan has been adopted. Actually, just this morning. What time? Hi, Hi my name is Fascinating Research, apparently. Um... <laughs> That's what we agreed. <laughs> we know about this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. This is definitely an inside joke. <laughs> I think that every time we come into a situation, uh, Jatar has some sort of moniker for what for what uh, Donnan mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, real quick, is this being done up in the chamber? You guys have all, because remember, this is a point together. where you guys kind of site to site transport wherever the hell you want. Oh, yeah. Right. So basically, I tell them to go to the chamber after okay. this brief introduction. So once we've done this, it's just like we should get to the chamber ASAP. I thought we were on a Zoom. <laughs> I know we, we were definitely on a Zoom. Was getting, what? <laughs> go to the chamber. The interior of the chamber is a. It is a table that that never truly has a set size, can always change sizes as needed. Currently, it is six feet long and about six feet wide and is in sort of a squared, boring squared shape. But the chamber itself is a room that is constantly shifting forms to accommodate anybody's desires as they enter. As you have all appeared inside of it, right now, it currently resembles the inside of a tactical readout of the timelines, uh, an image that you are all very, very familiar with. It is essentially a room where it looks like you were all in space, much like Sam's background, except for instead of this nebulous column of gas going across the center, it is in fact thousands and thousands of glowing blue lines and, and threads intertwining one another and changing direction, splitting off and forming into cords that you all know to be temporal timelines or events that take place that are all sort of lining up. Um, as you've all beamed into the chamber and seeing this, you also see Naderex, uh, who is sitting at this table, uh, looking at uh, a holographic display that is just uh, beaming up in front of him. And he's just kind of looks at all of you and says, uh, just one moment, there's a lot going on today. Oh my. Um, please have a seat and I'll fill you in on everything that's been happening. Some of us, mm, Lower level functionaries have been kept in the dark about some of the activities that have been taking place above us, but it's it's a lot. 
So it's time to have a discussion. Uh, before I do, though, um, we are to be de uh, briefed uh, from our commanding officer. And he raises his hands, and you all hear the footsteps of the captain who is in command of the operations the divisions that you are all a part of. You hear his footsteps coming in from down the hall. And as you turn and watch, you see him emerging from this nebulous hologram stepping into the room in the, a black outfit that is well form fitted a black jacket he does not wear the standard like black tight ribbed bodysuit that a lot of time travelers of this era are constantly wearing to protect themselves from the chroniton particles that are constantly being emitted his is a custom tailored suit designed to look more like an officer's uniform but also form that function he is one captain pavel chekhov who has become a temporal agent, if y'all remember correctly. And he comes striding into the room um, and comes to a stop at the end of the table and looks at all of you and says, and I'm, I apologize, but a Russian accent is one of the few that I cannot do. <clears throat> so he just says, hello, agents. I have some very sad news. And this is not going to make the news of the rest of the day any easier. And he nods to Naderix, who nods back and he says, I regret to inform you that Agent, Temporal Agent Daniels has been lost in the line of duty. Your recruiter believed in all of you and he believed in the tasks that you have all performed. He believed that the six of you were his finest achievement in addition to the Temporal Agency. I'm afraid I can't explain to you how he met his end only that he did it in the line of duty, saving countless billions of lives. And this was an unscheduled termination? Unscheduled. Yes, it was not intentional. Hmm. Alright, I'll ask how? What happened? It's under review right now, but as somebody who was there... He sacrificed himself to save lives at a critical moment. Do you believe this was targeted? It was a battle. A, a pitched battle, and I can't say any more than that. In what era? I'm sorry. Chekhov shakes his head at you and says, This is what it would be like if one of you were to be lost. In order to protect the events that took place, the event has been classified, and I cannot speak of it. But we are able to continue on because of the sacrifice Daniels made. This is not the source of your briefing this morning. Naderex will be telling you all the events that are taking place. I'm swamped right now with some of the things that are happening, so I can't stay, but I wanted you to hear it from me. Daniel's believed in all of you, and so do I. He pulls out a data pad and he says, Naderix, this is from Daniel's. You are to give this to them when you are done with your briefing. Thank you, agents, and take some time to absorb this before your next mission. And with that, Chekhov turns and 
with a sympathetic look on his face. Chekhov is not a militaristic type of person. It looks like he has genuine empathy and sympathy for everything that's happening right now. He just kind of nods. It also, especially for you, our resident Betazoid in the I was party, just about to ask Kadix, if I'm feeling anything you, you suspicious. Sense, you sense a deep sorrow okay. uh, coming from Chekhov. Uh, you also get the sense that he's telling the truth. Okay. He's not giving you any details, but he is telling you the truth. It would seem that Daniels, um, as according to his timeline, did in fact was killed in a, in a pitched battle, sacrificed himself. Um, or something to the equivalent. But whatever he may be hiding, you get the, the impression that he just told you is he's telling the truth. You also get the impression that the weight of losing friends has taken its toll on Chekhov. And he uh, he removes himself from the room, trying to keep that stiff upper lip, but you can sense it on him. As he walks out, Naderic says, I'm sorry, that's not a very good start to the day. I'm, I have lost so many friends in this line of work. Well, will you let us know if there's a service? What's that? Will you let us know if there's a service, she says to Naderic. You know, there should be. Yes, I'll see if I can arrange that, and maybe we can all... Say a few words. Daniel recruited me as well. We may be the only ones that can, as technically the lieutenant never existed. It's true. I'm not entirely sure what the protocol will be, but um, Daniels was removed from his timeline and made a free agent. So, anyway. There's a lot happening right now. You guys have been hearing the news about the Temporal Accords. Well, the good news is, is it seems that all of the, um, all of the, we'll say powers, the major players that we have for years now been struggling against and have been competing against in this terrible unending cold war that has claimed the lives of people that we care about and put so many of us under stress might finally be coming to an end soon. It would seem that the temporal powers out there are all starting to come to a concordance on the damages that are being done to the timeline. This follows the disappearance of the Guardian of Forever. That's in your briefing, and he passes it out. Guardian of Forever is no longer being found on the planet of which he was stationed. Uh, pretty extraordinary, really. We didn't know that he could be mobile, but... Nonetheless, he's no longer there. We think that this is part and parcel part of the effects that the Temporal Cold War is having across space-time. Anyways, the discussions are coming under uh, more and more um, scrutiny from the leadership. We have been temporarily placed on standby, and no further temporal incursions are allowed unless on scientific study only. The one problem with this is, is that we've detected a, t a temporal anomaly that we need to send you on a mission for. When? Immediately. Uh, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, this temporal anomaly is taking place and it kind of made it past us. A very subtle temporal anomaly. In fact, we're not entirely sure that a disruption of the timeline is taking place, but let's just say that enough quantum manipulation is taking place at a critical moment in a critical place in time 
that we can't afford not to send a team in. And because you are all our newest agents, and <laughs> to be blunt, um, not the most visible when it comes to the leadership, because let's face it, you're all an elite team, but you're still technically recruits. And as a result, we have an A squad that no one notices, which is really helpful at this point. And as a result of that, they're not really watching you guys. So I've been authorized to greenlight this mission and send you on a reconnaissance and if necessary, a interference to preserve the timeline. Standard stuff. Any questions so far? Is everybody with me? I'll ask again. When? Oh, well, yes, we were getting to that. <laughs> that, that, that seems to happen so often around here. Doesn't it? Um, right, well, uh, as Cadix has uh, prompted, um, we are sending you back to the year 2409. Now, as you all know, the Hobus star went supernova in 2387, and it changed the galaxy forever, destroying Romulus and Remus, and just costing billions and billions of lives. But it changed the face, and indeed the very future, of the entire galaxy. In 2409, um, you can refer to your data pads here, and he... You see him swipe as all these holograms sort of appear in front of you, and you see the data readouts of the timelines appear. And he says, in 2409, a Romulan named Detan led a large group of Romulans on a flotilla away from Romulan space, separating from the Romulan Star Empire and forming what would eventually become known as the New Romulan Republic. They were able to locate a suitable planet and settle in, and of course this planet would become known as New Romulus. It's uh, located in the Azure Sector and the Beta Quadrant. Um, and this was a new start for the Romulan people, a whole new start. A time of great danger for them, as there were still many that were loyal to um, Admiral Sela and the Romulan Star Empire, but there were also plenty that were eager to form a new republic where the people of the Romulan uh, government had a say in their future. It was a real chance for them to start fresh again. It's an exciting period in Federation and uh, the galactic history. I have to say it's one of my favorite areas of study. Uh, anyway, the temporal incursions that we think we're detecting are taking place right now uh, on New Romulus in that year. So you will all be surgically altered to look like Romulans. <laughs> and sent to uh, New Romulus in order to infiltrate and explore and to see to it that this temporal incursion does not interfere with the foundation of the Romulan people. They have a real chance to start the society that they would end up becoming. The Romulan Republic became one of the most powerful and one of the most influential governments in the quadrant, in the galaxy. A few hundred years after their formation, they were a power that could be contested with and a valuable ally of the Federation. They're in a very fragile state. They're currently in the process of trying to gain allies in the Klingon Empire and the Federation. <coughs> so, did I leave anything out? Uh, Romulan, Do we know how long the temporal anomaly has been present in causing a possible danger? It became detected only a few hours ago to our scanners. Mm. Um, we're 
just to be completely transparent, you see him like rub the shaped side of his head for a moment and he says, just to be completely transparent, we are sort of putting this mission into the books as, oh, you wanted us to stop temporal travel now. Oh, well, we already sent our team. So when they get back, we'll stop. Does that make sense? Understood. We're getting this in under the wire. We need to make sure that this... Sir, you're muted. Sorry, I literally just tapped enter on my, which intermutes, very cool. Um, so he says, we, we, we're literally just trying to make sure that we protect the timeline in these final days. Hopefully, crosses his fingers, the temporal war will come to an end. Let's make sure that there's no stragglers trying to alter the timelines. Any questions? Is there a particular event that this anomaly circles around? You mentioned the chroniton particles, but do we have a location or It'll a be person? taking place on New Romulus. A large no, planet? The only, the only event to be aware of is that Datan is currently, they have just only recently established their home base. Understood. You are once again muted, sir. I'm doing that because there's an ice cream truck driving by. Oh. I don't want you all to hear it because it might, you know, break atmosphere. It might, <laughs> it might tempt me. Indeed, indeed. Strange things happen here in, in the uh, this negative zone of time space. Apologies, sir. It's the new toucan. For some reason, it knows how to mimic old Earth things. It's a, it's a curious thing, yes. Curious thing. Curious toucan. <laughs> it should be named Curious Toucan. No, it is Jabba for its bad jaw, sir. Jaw. Oh, okay. Nods. Your creative name. Any, any other questions? Will we be given a ship, or are we to be yes. on planet? No, you'll be given a temporal shuttle, of course, uh, complete with all the standard cloaking devices and the ability to uh, remain hidden as needed. Understood. There's one last thing I want you all to be aware of. Um, and I, was, I wasn't sure if I was going to bring this up, but part of the side effects of the temporal cold wars they've been taking place recently is that, as you all know, there are multiple timelines all running sort of parallel to each other. And we've had to juggle so many plates trying to protect all of them to make sure that they advance off into their own directions as needed. And this has caused alternate realities and ever since the unfortunate incident with the destruction of Vulcan and that other timeline and the headache that it could cause, it's important to point out that at this particular moment on New Romulus, there is a proximity alert with a fellow timeline. Now, we don't have any further data, just that at this particular moment, the 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 temporal anomaly that's taking place on New Romulus might actually be attracting one of the other threads of the timeline, like a magnet. Which means one of the other timelines is getting closer and closer, and there's a possible quantum entanglement that could be taking place. See to it that that doesn't happen. Uh, that would be great. And if it does, well, we'll jump that bridge when we come to it. I think that's all. Well, um, straight to Medbay then. 
Yes, report to sickbay, and I'll have Dr. Shazrik uh, start administering the alterations, and we'll get underway. You, of course, will be administered uh, uniforms and clothing, as well as holographic devices and universal translators at the time. Um, you're free to use your whatever identities you wish to create, though uh, the one thing I will say about this particular period in history is that it is so chaotic, and so much of the history has been disrupted by the destruction of the Hobostar and the refugees who are now forming the new Romulan Republic, there's not a lot of record, which means you will all have the benefit of having some leeway. So don't worry too much about temporal disruptions by interfering with events, but I will say that if your temporal indicators indicate that something is happening, you have full authorizations to intervene and to write the timeline on the spot. Thank you, sir. Once the mission is complete, head on back. And my goodness, by the time you get back, we might be discussing our retirement plans. Hopefully scheduled retirement. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes, of course. No, 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 nothing. Oh, you're so dark. No, no, nothing like that. Yes, scheduled, of course. Don't make me nervous. Anything else? Well, right. To sickbay with all of you, and best of luck, agents. <laughs> Jatar's so moody and <laughs> first thing in day. Is he? Am I? <laughs> we no cut comment. to all of you sitting in Montage of... <laughs> I mean, so when I say surgical alterations to make you look Romulan, that takes all of, like, five minutes each. <laughs> um... The scanners that run across your body is altering your your state, giving you um, just the altered bone structure. Um, uh, you have a little leeway on what or if you have hair, but for the most part, uh, I would say, <laughs> I, 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 for the most part, I would say that uh, Jatar, you are already wearing a Romulan haircut. So you're How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, is your hair supposed to be black right now? Yeah. You, uh, awesome. I'm just is checking. Is it not? <laughs> oh, it's this, it's this awesome, like, nebulous oh, navy blue. blue. It's, it's super really cool. beautiful. Oh, because yeah. of my lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm -hmm. super cool. Um, One by one, you were all turned into Romulans. The clothing that you were all given is fascinating and already giving you guys a flavor of where you're headed. It is sort of like salt of the earth threaded clothing of the time period. Um, heavy, like buckled leather jackets, um, thick work, like pants and thick boots and whatnot. It is uh, the Romulan Republic from what you have been able to glean from your data pads. This is an era where citizens who were typically kept out of being decision makers and and uh leaders were now stepping up to fill the roles that the oppressive romulan military constantly kept control of the caste system has completely been thrown out the window and everyone every romulan has an opportunity to step up you also note that in this particular period in history detan was making huge strides and had formalized equality for all of the other classes out there in romulan empire and i of course am talking about their more nocturnal friends that uh <laughs> that had been typically on the receiving end of a lot of injustice um 
you guys would probably note that on on top of all of the issues that Romulus has been having, everyone at this particular period in history was stepping up and doing their part to form the new Romulan Republic. So Remans all had of a place here. Um, and with that, you were all uh, given access to one of the temporal shuttlecrafts. This really sleek, sexy looking like shuttlecraft that is designed to, if the cloaking devices fail, the hull of this ship is designed to reflect, to, uh, to image scan the light around it. So you still have cloaking technology. If the bending of the light should fail, you will still resemble space around you. It is a double measure to protect the timeline. Big enough to seat about 12 people. I will say that as soon as we board, Jatar will go right to the pilot's seat and take in uh, position. You slide into the pilot's seat and immediately the hologram of the controls flies up right in front of you. Shows you kind of a miniaturized version of all the timelines you've seen before in the briefing room. Mm -hmm. You also see the controls laid out in front of you. All of you are all settling in. If there's a co-pilot seat. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, I would just say, if, if there's a co-pilot seat, Enver would like to join you. She has been taking flight uh, courses. She she believes it is a necessary part of this job. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, as y'all are settling in, real quick, as a, as a side note, too, um, Dunnan, you are distributed uh, Romulan disruptors of the era archaic technology to be sure, but still quite effective. Um, a lot of these were holdovers from the Romulan Star Empire, but as you're holding them, they're perfectly replicated. Each one is distributed. It's worth noting, please keep in mind, Romulan disruptors do not have a stun setting. If you pull that thing and pull the trigger, you're shooting to kill. There is no stun setting on these things. So be mindful of that. <clears throat> that being said, each of you is distributed a small handheld phaser that does have a stun setting. It is about the size of a standard uh, type one phaser that uh, the Federation used to use. It's like the size, you can hold it in your thumb and your fingers. It doesn't have too many charges on it, but it will get the job done and it will stun a Klingon in their tracks. So if Can you I both? gotta, what's that? Can I have both? I have an idea. Yeah, what do you wanna do? I mean I'm go- I'm gonna take the guts out of one and put it in the other. Looks like a disruptor, but it's not gonna hurt anybody. Um, okay, as you do this, uh, you everyone is settling into their seats, and of course, immediately you settle in and you pop open this disruptor. And as you're doing this, this hologram immediately appears in front of you. <laughs> you see a human male, uh, black wearing a very well-fitted uniform, um, bald head, square jaw, looking quite kind eyes, looking straight at you and says, I'm sorry, Agent Cyril, it's my duty to point out that you are currently violating protocol. That is a weapon that is necessary to preserve the essence of its timeline, which it's going to. You should probably stop. You know what? I've I've noted it. Thanks for... Thanks for uh, letting me know. Appreciate it. Ha- have a have a good one. Very well. I am logging your insubordination. <laughs> That's why they're still an ensign. <laughs> Make sure to spell my last name right. Yeah, that's C H T A R I K. There you go. Thank you. 
Yeah. Um, by the way, this hologram's name is CB. In honor of our friend Critical Bard, because we love you. So CB stands there and just says, your insubordination has been logged. Cool. Appreciate it. Good luck. And hologram disappears. <clears throat> All right. That'll be gone by the afternoon. You're gonna, you're gonna deactivate CB. <laughs> you Not CB. The the, yeah. the the report. The insubordination ah, oh, okay, report. Okay. Like that'll I'm stay in the with system. The it's funny. Y'all been at this job for a year, and you've already been like, we're gonna break whatever rules we need to break. You're already the mavericks of the entire organization. For some <laughs> reason, Cyril still has a perfectly clean record. Spotless record. Everyone, try not to ruin your outfits. These will be perfect for the spaghetti western theme. <laughs> uh, but when Enver says that, actually, uh, Cyril says, or or it won't erase and then they'll fire me. You know, maybe. Do you wish to be fired? Well, I mean, we're going to retire, which is good, because now I don't have to figure out how two weeks notices work in temporal agents. This is very true. But, hmm. That implies that you are thinking about leaving. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it bother you with Daniels? Like, they, until you mentioned something, they weren't even gonna have a service. They were just gonna let him get, get disappeared into nothing and, and no one was gonna remember him or anything. Doesn't that bother you guys? We will remember Lieutenant Daniels, and a service is an unnecessary attachment to the physical form. They also said that Commander Daniels was lost. I lose things all the time, and then I find them later. That said, we also don't know what Daniels' final wishes were, should something like this happen. Can't assume he wanted a service. Yeah, we can't know anything. What if it was one of us? I would just hear, oh, something happened to my friend, and you'll never know. Now go on a mission! Uh, I look at Thran, and I was like, I suspect if it was one of us, I would expect a party. Would you like a two weeks notice party, Cyril? Yeah. Yeah, By the way, since this is being discussed, I should tell you the protocol of what happens if an agent should decide to uh, leave the agency. You are immediately returned to the time from which you were, you were taken from, and your memory is wiped of the temporal agency. And you were literally returned to the exact moment in which you were recruited. Just older? No. Time is weird in space. Fascinating. Yes, indeed. Some temporal agents, hard to tell how old they are. I look very good for my age. There, if you want to get into the nitty gritty of it though, there is a forced retirement age because constant time travel and encountering with chroniton particles and whatnot. While it may be possible to postpone the aging effects and the entropic 
uh, you know, events of the universe upon your body and mind, uh, chronoton particles and your time travel eventually start to wear down the psyche. So they actually have like, hey, why don't you go rest? You done good. Let's find you a tropical island and you can kick back and enjoy the rest of your life kind of thing. So. I just want to say this is my Romulan. Nah. All right. <laughs> Nicely done. I'm just kidding. Nicely done. But that being said, my 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 Vulcan appears to have gained a few lines on his face. Okay. No, I I'm specifically hmm. talking about Shatar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Has added wrinkles. I have I I told you he doesn't realize he's very moody in the morning. Look mm-hmm. at that brow. Surprised. So let's concerned. go ahead and you, let's go ahead and have you roll some piloting checks to get you some momentum going here. Let's. So, I'm gonna have you roll engines. Oh, well, I need somebody to roll this for. Actually, I have it. I'll, I'll just do it. I'm gonna roll for the ship. And then, uh, yeah, you're gonna be rolling control and con. Okay. Difficulty of zero. And the ship is not going to help you. Ooh. I have a piloting focus. All right. So I'm going to say these are two crits, and that is oh, four shit. successes. Okay. A two and, and a four. four. momentum. That's a good start. Damn. Oh, you know what? I didn't I say this. We're so out of practice here. I did not set a Oh, the difficulty. Right. The difficulty was zero. Zero. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Four, six, eight, ten, twelve threat. It's good to have a full party. All right. So Jatari, you can see, just blocks out this emotional conversation that's been happening and completely zones in on piloting this vessel. Um, the shuttle does not take off like a standard shuttlecraft. Instead, it begins to fade from existence where you are. You enter into the coordinates and around the shuttle, you see a couple of people like flagging, giving you the indication that you're good to go. And then people leave the room and the shuttle begins to fluctuate for a second. You watch this nebulous blue cloud begin to form over the uh, viewport windows at the front of the shuttle. And then (laughs) the universe swallows the shuttle. You are all surrounded by the warping mirror effect of what it looks like to pass through four dimension space. And for a split second, uh, you all see something very similar to like passing through the wormhole in Interstellar. You see the sort of mirrored effect where space becomes a flat line around you and begins to unfold upon in front of you like it is a plane until it finally folds back and you are all hovering over a beautiful M-class planet. Beautiful in that it is quite, It's first of all, it's quite large, but it is also has this hauntingly beautiful bluish ambient glow surrounding it it is actually inside of a a, sort of like a nebula like a cloud a nebulous cloud sector the azure the azure sector is known for its nebula but this beautiful planet that you look down upon you can already see just with the naked eye the specks of romulan shuttlecraft coming and going from the surface of the planet to what looks like an entire romulan flotilla that is in orbit above this planet there are about 70 romulan ships in orbit above this planet the bulk of a like a full-on flotilla there are huge hadrex war class uh romulan warbirds that are currently in orbit um 
and a lot of civilian craft that are constantly rising and upping and looks like full operations are taking place. It, in fact, looks the way it might look if you were watching an entire civilization start to settle on a new world. You see the indications uh, pop up on your console that you have indeed arrived at the specified date. You are currently in uh, the year 2409. This is around the time of the beginning of the Romulan Republic. And you do indeed see on your scanners down below near the main hub of the Romulan headquarters, a temporal anomaly, a registration of chroniton particles that is being manipulated. Hey, we're just in time. Zara makes this joke every single time. It is older than the senior officers in the temporal agency. While all this is going on, um, Cadix is on the side going, My name is Dathala. I enjoy Romulan ale and long walks along the Vastum Peaks. And I'm going through, like, uh, who I am as a Romulan <laughs> to I where I know my history. I think that, um, I think Thran, like, listens to this, too, and is, like, also meditating next to you. Um, this is very therapeutic for her, and she's also getting into her role. All right. I will scout and try to find some place that it would make sense to land or get closer to the source of this anomaly. Yeah, a quick, I mean, not only do you have the ability to topographic scan the entire planet, but you also have the records of the history of this planet. So you actually have uh, perfect spots where you can settle in. Um, oh. entering, entering the atmosphere will not attract attention either. Uh, while I'm on the ship as well, I'm going to take the readout of the time streams that we have here to sort of keep an eye on the one that's being magnetically pulled to this one, just to get a record or uh, a sense of mm -hmm. how close that is. Okay, roll a reason science check on that. Oh me! Yeah, <laughs> uh, whoever wants to do that, you can. You can. I ask will pass this along. Okay. Mm. Uh, so yep, this might be... be your department, and All then right, I'll... So I'm going to roll sensors science for the shuttlecraft here. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, shuttle will uh, help you. Cool. Uh, I'll take one of these dice for Kasha. See if we can just uh, run up the score a little bit. Difficulty two. Cool. Uh. Oh, and I can reroll that because cautious, yay. Yay, cautious. Oh, yes. Um, my sensor's focus comes into this? Oh, yeah, definitely. Then that's another four for me. Okay, y'all max out on momentum. Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's another day in Star Trek Adventures with the stream pugs. Um, all right. You run a quick scan using the technologies available to you on this temporal shuttlecraft, and indeed, you actually see what your uh, what Nadarix was talking about. It does indeed look like one of the other timelines uh, is running metaphysically dangerously close to this one. You can see events of the other timeline lining up perfectly with this one. In other words, it's not. There's, there is a graphic that's kind of giving you, there's like a display that's giving you sort of a, a visual representation. But what it actually is, is there are so many similarities between the timelines that they're starting to cross, that they're starting to crisscross. And you might actually be reaching a focal, like a, uh, a crossroads, a crossing point between the two timelines. 
All right, I found the timeline that has a crush on ours, and we are pretty near the inflection point. That's certainly one way to put it. <laughs> all right. I mean, I could say all the science stuff, but I don't know. I thought it was better. <laughs> Please continue to monitor the closeness of this. Attraction. Um, Attraction. If they start kissing, I'll let you know. And then uh, Jatara uncomfortably looks over at Donnie and just says, kissing. Thing to try. Hmm. I will make a note. They haven't kissed yet? What? What have all the references been about then? <laughs> Their business. We don't. CB appears. Well, everyone's. I have a message. Oh. What would you like to say, Bonnie? I was saying while everyone was being awkwardly romantic, I was going to look at some of the ships and see if I recognize them, like from a security standpoint, of what kind of uh, ships and whatnot we were dealing with, like in what was in the area. Like okay, um, so you're looking at you're seeing all kinds of Romulan vessels. Mm -hmm. Some of them are quite old. Some of them are old original. Romulan warbirds, like TOS era. Mm -hmm. Some of the old school warbirds. It it looks like a hodgepodge fleet of civilian ships, science vessels, which were not particularly numerous in the Romulan Star Empire at this particular stage in history. They came became so much later. But uh, at this point, you're seeing a lot. You see a couple of the Deradex class Romulan mm -hmm. warbirds. Um, the Romulan fleet's impressive looking. This flotilla is large enough to you could they can probably be seen from the ground on this planet. It's so large. Um, nothing stands out though. And if there are any Romulan ships out there, it's it's safe to assume. I would tell you, I would actually say that Cadix, both you and Donnan would probably guess that there are some cloaked vessels you're not seeing. Especially if the Romulan Republic is currently vulnerable to attack from the Romulan Star Empire, they mm -hmm. probably have some cloaked security forces orbiting the planet right now. So you're probably not alone up here. From a strategic point of view, it would make sense to not let everyone see exactly how many ships you have floating mm -hmm. around. Yep. Okay. Um, CB appears. I'm sorry for the interruption to your mission agents, but I do have a mission from headquarters. Continue. The message reads as follows, and you see text appear up on the screen, which is very unusual. Uh, communicating across the timeline is not difficult, but you see temporal divergence detected. Time adjustment may be required upon return. This is not the first time this has happened. It's not usual, but what it basically means is time is passing differently where you are to where you came from. It is a phenomenon that... It, occasionally happens when you guys are running close to alternate timelines and basically what it means is it's going to be more difficult to return to the exact moment you left uh, you might actually return like a day or two later kind of thing so you were what just was, given as a protocol you were given a standard warning what was that about the party maybe being cancelled <laughs> I mean there's also a chance that we might arrive early that party um hmm. 
there's a party. CB looks at you, says, may I attend? Yeah, of course. Everyone's invited. It's spaghetti Western theme, so you have to come dressed up, though. That's the only requirement. Spaghetti Western theme. Processing. How fun. Yes, I'll be there. Can well, I wear chaps? Would that be a problem? Please do. Not the assless kind, please. There are assless. Yes, right? all oh. chaps are assless. All chaps are assless. Well. Processing. Yes, but clothes were typically worn underneath them in order to protect the rider. Correct. Please do not arrive assless, CB. You can have one of those. I'm capable of assuming any form necessary. Uh, there are plenty of species out there that don't have a visible, as you might say, ass. But it would be embarrassing. Ah, a pun. <laughs> this might be a good time to tell you that you're my favorite group of agents to work with. <laughs> uh, I was muted. <laughs> according to your program, CB, you are the only one that has been assigned to us, so we are your only reference. That is true. I'm a lucky but hologram. We will take the compliment. Good. CB. Yes. If we arrive much later than our original timeline, would you please keep Java company? He is my new toucan. You have an avian with you? It is animatronic. But I still think it might need company. Animatronic. Processing. Curious. Archaic technology, to say the least. But if you would require me to maintenance this animatronic toucan, I am, of course, well-versed in engineering and can see to it. Thank you. You're welcome. Is there anything else I can do? I, of course, will be watching the shuttle while you were on your mission. Uh, who issued this, um, would you call it a memo? <laughs> this the message was, re was sent by Agent Nadarix. Hmm. Strange for Nadarix to type. It's not like we don't know what his face looks like. Scanning. It would appear that there was some temporal disruption in trying to send the message. It looks like there was four separate attempts to actually contact you via hologram, hmm. but it was unsuccessful. Going a low-tech route might also be necessary, considering this is a sort of semi-off-the-books mission. Cyril, is this weird for you? This sounds weird for me. Uh, you mean that we're doing this mission and we're not supposed to be doing the mission because they're about to strike a treaty and now we're doing this mission? That you try to send it four times. And it oh yeah, that sounds like something went really, really wrong back home and like maybe the cords aren't going as well as we thought. Uh, but we have no way of knowing, so we better do this and then try to get back. Yeah, Indeed, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this then, I guess. <laughs> We're doing it. Thank you for the information, CB. You're welcome. Of course, I'm happy to provide. Will there be anything else? It's a potluck party. I should bring food. Yes. I shall study my puns and my recipes. And CB just goes, fades out. I hope it's spaghetti. I hope he brings spaghetti. All right. Let us. Have we landed? No. Are we beaming down? What are no, we doing? You haven't landed yet. Yes, I down. will initiate the landing sequence. Okay. That's what on we're doing. this, I'm going to definitely have you roll, but it's okay. going to be an easy roll. And you guys, 
technically you still have them it's the same scene so you haven't lost that enormous amount of momentum you spent yeah so if you want to ask any questions or anything like that you have the option otherwise the momentum disappears after you touch down uh i'm gonna go ahead and set the difficulty for this the reason why i'm gonna put it at two is because the romulan republic is currently under high alert and a cloaked vessel is exactly what they're going to be looking for <laughs> at yeah. this stage of the game. However, uh, the technology that y'all are using is considerably more advanced than the cloaking technology of the time. And as a result, um, I'm not raising the difficulty any higher than that. You're not going through any ion nets or anything like that. There's no pinging taking place. Uh, go ahead and make your piloting check. And I'm going to make the engine's con roll for the shuttlecrafts. I'm Ooh, going to... Roll the seven. Uh, if this would apply, I would love to give you a threat for bold security. I love you, Xander. Yeah. I but I'm going to add another die to my roll. Okay, cool. That will probably get you guys more momentum. Ooh, a two, a five, and a ten. So all of that succeeds, and one of those is a crit. So one, two, three, four, four. So y'all are, y your shuttle explodes as momentum just overflows oh. and destroys the entire game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you have all this momentum. Flying into the atmosphere of the planet is easy. Hmm. Uh, you enter, even the vapor trail caused by your entry is masked by the cloaking technologies. And you don't even attract attention as you enter into the dark side of the planet. However, I am going to have you, uh, you see it. With that many successes, I'm going to go ahead and give this to you. Hmm. Um, there is a sensor ping that you were able to detect as you're making entry. Um, there is another vessel here that is not Romulan, and it appears to be uh, undetected by the Romulans. You were able to detect. Immediately, uh, am I able to scan for chroniton particles? Yes. Uh, go ahead and make a... Yeah, I would make your science sensors check. Sure. Just since it's a quick... Your science, yeah, yeah. The control. What, what would it be? What's that? It's control science. I'll make this or... control science. Yeah, I'll let you okay. do control science on this. You're basically just running a fast, agile scan as you've detected this. This basically sensor ping. One success. Once the shuttle gave you one success too, so you get okay. yes. There are active chroniton particles around this vessel. The Got vessel it. holographically appears in front of all of you. It is a Tarantula-class Tholian Dreadnought named the Ketikus. Whoa. It is currently on the dark side of the planet, hovering near one of the poles. And it does have a smattering of chroniton particles uh, currently uh, emanating from its hull. Curiously enough, though, um, it it is registering a... The energy signature off of this ship and the chroniton particles that it's emitting is slightly variant than the ones you've detected on the surface. Ah. It, okay. I will relay all of this information. Hey, we met them before. Hmm. Like yes. in the 2380s or something. The catechist right? seems familiar. Very familiar. What was... Which mission was that? I can't even remember anymore. Hmm. Was it the one with the vegetables? The eggplant. Mmm. The eggplant. The aubergine. The aubergine, excuse me. 
In any case, it's trouble, and we should probably figure out why the hell it's here. No, Damn it, buddy. no, buddy. no. It happened. You, 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 you all did this. You all did this. You're also muted. You, you, you can't you hear tempted, her whale laughing. You tempted her, and you all invoked this yourselves. <laughs> I'm gonna award myself threat. <laughs> Not again. I'm second away from awarding myself threat for this. Go back. <laughs> We planted the idea. Sorry. Romulan. Romulan. Not I'm Romulan Edgar. named Del. Uh, Del that was just. A, that was just a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Peaks. <laughs> okay, back. I should. I should just. I should just grab a bag of threat. <laughs> I should have Unicron show up. You love us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Go ahead and make that. You made the. That was a sensor check. You made the piloting check. So you're going to settle down onto the planet. Yes. And we just got the information about the cloaked Tholian ship. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the curious thing about the Tholian ship. It is not cloaked. Oh. However, it does not seem to be detected by the Romulans. Just undetected. Got it. Mm -hmm. Which is curious unto itself how it's managing to do that. But it's entirely possible that it's using its own technologies in order to remain undetected by the Romulan sensors. It is true that you have heard of or come across the Catechist before. Tholians are obsessed with time travel. And even to the temporal agency, it has never been clear as to why. Of all of the creatures you've encountered in your travels, nothing has been more difficult or alien to you than the thinking of a Tholian. What their motivations are or why they do what they do is still very difficult to predict and understand. And one moment they're allies, and other moments they're completely against everything you're doing. It's hard to predict them. Um, but they, uh, the, 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 a Tarantula Dreadnought is not a threat to the flotilla, because the flotilla would just destroy any ship that tried to pick a fight with it. But it is significant, for sure. That's a big, scary ship. Um, so the atmosphere of this world is essentially what you see as my background. It has this purplish bluish hue. In fact, I'm this is the background I pulled is actually from Star Trek Online. This is New Romulus. So it has this beautiful purplish bluish hue to it. Um, you see these lush mountainsides, these strange, gorgeous tropical plants, um, these sharp, jagged rocks that that uh, reach up towards the sky. This is a vibrant, beautiful uh, new world filled with its own wildlife that is flourishing here and definitely detecting the presence of variant chroniton particles. As you touch down into the soft foliage, you detect the exterior of this world is, uh, it's relatively same as Earth's gravity. The atmosphere is oxygen rich, which would indicate that you can probably expect the wildlife here to be rather large from the insects to the other quadrupeds that might be wandering around. Everything's gonna be pretty big here, but you also detect um, that there is fresh water and oceans. It is a, a rare gem of a world. The Romulans, new Romulus as you're seeing it now is something to experience for sure. And this shuttle just settles down onto the foliage. And y'all are planet side. What do you do? Take a hike. Hmm. We all start to gear up, I would assume, like a standard 
uh, scan mission type of thing. Okay. You're about half a kilometer away from where the uh, chroniton particles were detected. Can we do a scan if there are other ships investigating this as well? Good idea. Sure, Enbar. No problem. I mean, you know, probably the, the catechist or whoever they're putting down from the catechist, if I had to guess. Did uh, you bring Patty? Of course I brought Patty. Thank goodness. You think I would just come on a mission? Well, you were saying things like you're quitting and there's a party and I don't know what tools you're still bringing along. (laughs) If I didn't bring St. Patty, how would I remember everything after they wipe me? I'm going to do that scan. Okay. Make a science check. (laughs) Difficulty of this is two. Do they ever scare any of the rest of you? Yes. I am incapable. I know, babe. Mm -hmm. CB appears, initiating standard parking protocols, as um, some of the other agents have uh, reportedly liked to call it. That's a funny guy. You're a funny guy. I've been working on my puns in the past few seconds. You're doing great so far. It's not quite a pun, but you're getting closer. Yes, I registered that failure as well. Yes, you're very punny. Wow, that's a good one. Mm. Uh, What'd you get? Uh, Remind me the difficulty on the check? Two. Okay, I got three. So uh, I earned back my cautious die and we're just back up. Okay, great. Um, They might be good at scapegoating the Romulan, getting away from uh, the Romulan sensors, but they're not going to get away from yours. There are, in fact, Tholian's planet side. Um, there's also the presence of Romulans nearby, about uh, 600 yards from where you all are. About how many? Uh, it's about four. Remind me where, right around where we parked again? What y'all are about half a kilometer from the site of the chroniton particles. It's about north of you guys right now. Got it. You're are we not... in what is would be considered a sort of wilderness area and not mm-hmm. necessarily near um, civilization? Yeah. Just about everything on New Romulus is wilderness right now. The colony as it is being set up, that's about 12 sure. kilometers from where y'all are. Okay. So you are you are well out of range and having to worry about that. And you're not in range of their sensors right now. Your, mm-hmm. your shuttle is quite cloaked. Might I suggest we aim for sub- subterfuge before we try to engage anyone? I agree. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Acknowledged. Um, can I do just like a, can we just do like a quick look at like what we all look like? Like, do we look like a family unit? Do we look like a group of friends? Are we about roughly the same age? What I mean, are our demographics mattering right now? I mean, aside from obvious uh, differences in skin tone, mm-hmm. you all pretty much could function as a family unit. That certainly happens quite often uh, in, uh, in, in, particularly in this period of history. Yeah. Yeah. If y'all wanted to operate as a family unit, that's not unusual at all. Then but that would that would that would factor into your story. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. that I think that's that be aware because of. she's the face social person, like that's where her brain goes. But mm-hmm. she she agrees with uh Donnie. Uh this is subterfuge first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Um so I think that the best way to do this is to avoid them, but continue making our way towards 
um, with the particles. So we'll keep an eye on which way they're headed and stay out of there. Get in, prevent romance, get out. <laughs> prevent romance. No catechissing the timeline. No catechissing the timeline. <laughs> That's really good. I'm committing that one to memory. Untouched. Thank you, CP. The best. Good luck on your mission. I will remain here, of course. If you need me, you can always raise me on comms. Thank you, CB. Please he nods. And then goes and sits down in the pilot seat and kicks his feet up. All right, everybody. You know the drill. Follow you and don't do things without checking with you first. I need everyone. It's not loud things. Get, get ready for this, because this might be the first time I've called for this check. I need fitness everyone security. to make a fitness security check. Hey. I'm go, good at this. As y'all go hiking. I believe we a fitness security check was made in the last episode of Clear Skies as well. I believe so. Does my athletics uh, focus go into this? Hundred percent. Yes. Um, and the difficulty uh, the difficulty of this is one. So okay. again, mm -hmm. you're getting a lot of opportunity to generate some momentum here. Not that much opportunity because I only got one. <laughs> Same. I only got yeah, one as well. That's fine. Three. Yeah. Uh, two. How'd you do, Bonnie? How did Kadex do? I apologize. I'm dealing with a maintenance emergency. Oh, uh, no. Okay, we can come back I to have you. A, I have a two and a four. So I Okay, succeed. cool. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. So everybody succeeded. Um, we'll go ahead and just say uh, I wouldn't even bother banking that momentum because the scene of y'all hiking, um, it takes about, mm, about 45 minutes trudging through the wilderness. You do come across a couple of predatorial animals, but are not interested in you. In fact, the deeper you trudge into this jungle, couple of things occur to you. First of all, the temperature is lovely. <laughs> it is a bit balmy, but it's uh, not oppressive and you're not being attacked by little swarms of insects. Um, however, what you are starting to note as you get closer and closer to the point you're trying to reach is the wildlife becomes a little more scarce and a little more skittish as wildlife, wildlife will want to do when something might be happening in the woods as it were. Um, I need everyone to make a, I'm going to say, make a control security check and give me uh, the difficulty. I'll set that difficulty at one. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to make that a two difficulty. Make that a two. Two successes. Okay. Two. Once. One success. Okay, cool. That's fine. One success. It's okay. Don't worry. It's not like a, a, a big deal, but um, y'all are getting closer. Now, right now you're still undetected, but you are getting closer to what looks like the signatures of the Romulans. Y'all were trying to avoid them, but it looks like they're actually headed to the same point that y'all are. And so do the Tholians. You're starting to detect that the three parties are kind of converging on one point. Do we seem like we might be in the lead? 
Uh, you're ahead of the Romulans for sure. But hmm. there is one Romulan that's moving a lot faster than the other ones. I don't like being in second place. All the time in the world and we're in second place. Absolutely not. The Tholians oh. are already at the point. They're already at the mark point that y'all are headed towards. There are three Romulans that are uh, a bit behind y'all coming from the east. Um, actually, they're coming from, I would say, the northeast, so sort of from the direction of the colony. And there's one Romulan that's a few hundred yards ahead of them and moving fast. Does it... So by just, like, looking at the way that their, like, paths are track currently tracking, does it look like they are chasing this person or running behind this person? And the way that I would differentiate that is uh, when you are chasing a person you are trying to use, like, you know, maybe you occasionally try to do a pincer movement or you are not just like staying uh, a certain amount of a certain length behind the person. You're trying to gain ground and sometimes you lose ground. Uh, would, are they maintaining a consistent distance between the people? I would say that's an insight security check. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll roll that if I can roll that. Mm -hmm. And I'll set the difficulty for that at two. Okay, inside security. Oh wow, you are not look at. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but it's great. I got a four and a two, so I'm good. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. It looks like uh, it looks like the Romulan life form that's dashing towards uh, the the point, which is going to intersect with y'all actually pretty soon. Mm -hmm. um, unless you slow down or stop, you'll run into this life form that's ra rushing. Um, as it's kind of doing this kind of a deal. Um, yeah. Yes, it would look like it would look like three Romulans are go, are rushing after this one Romulan. Um, if it's interesting, if it's possible for me to take cover and uh, get my hand phaser ready, I'd like to do that. Yes, okay. we should hide immediately and observe. Okay, y'all are all gonna hide. Gonna hide and see who this person running from these other three Romulans are. Um, okay, everyone decides to basically uh, go low. We're following. Down. It's easy yeah. enough to hide in the jungle here. There's plenty of places to squat low, get behind a tree, and wait to see who comes rushing around the corner. Sure enough, after about maybe about five or six minutes of waiting, you can hear the telltale signs of somebody crashing through the jungle. Um, doesn't sound big. And indeed, from the heavy breathing that you hear and from the the brush that you see moving, uh, you start suspecting what it is about the same time you see the child burst forward from the uh, from the foliage and trip and slam face first down into mud. <laughs> um, Romulan child, you didn't get a really good look at them for a second, but it they were in full run, maybe nine years old or such, equivalent, human equivalent, nine to 10 years old. Um, they immediately pull their face up out of the gunk and go, it's like suction as their head gets pulled up out of the gunk and they go, oh, and you can, your universal translator picks up Romulan cussing like, shit, and starts, oh, and you hear shouting. What are the shouting saying? Yeah, what is the shouting saying? Neuron! Oh, and the kid looks back and does he look scared yes does he, look like he doesn't no he doesn't look like he's particularly scared does um, he look mischievous uh does he look like he just did a bad and is now running in fun 
Uh, would you like to make an insight check on that? Yeah. Okay. So Did I'm this sure. kid just sabotage? Just, what, do I know that look? Uh, <laughs> roll an insight security check on this, and I'll set the difficulty at one. Benfar has no familiarity with that look. No one on this <laughs> does that kind of thing. Three successes. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, this kid doesn't look like he's in trouble. It looks like he's in trouble. <laughs> um, he, as he's getting his, picking himself up out of the mud, you see what you must, you, you guess is probably a leech of some kind stuck to his neck. And he goes, oh, oh. And he starts trying to pull at it and it's not coming off. And he goes, oh. Ah, ah, ah. He starts like shouting and screaming and trying to tug at this thing on his neck. He cannot get it off. Is he running in the direction of the Tholians? He's not running anymore. He was though, yes. Well, was though. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Cyril is looking at everyone. Yeah. Like, I, we're getting the... We're, yeah, the only answer you get from Donnan is they just kind of pull their phaser back and kind of just sort of put both of their hands in the air. Just like... All right, and Enverus uh, emerges from the from the bush and says uh, the child's name, uh, Naran, right? Naran, yeah. Naran, and just goes, uh, and just says, Naran. He, you see this kid, he looks at you and goes, startled when you he looks terrified when he sees you for a second not expecting somebody to be there and he just sees you and for a moment gives in and just goes get it off get it off get it off get it off and he comes running over to you goes get it off i don't know what it is get it off um i'll tell i could yes. cyril will step mm -hmm. up for it yeah uh, okay. i think that um i will also come cut that yeah okay so you all emerge yeah we're gonna emerge okay. oh i thought we were kid into bush with us yeah i was bringing kid yeah. into bush oh. come come, oh, come okay yeah um all right so you you pull him down into the bush and he's like he's still panicking he's like get it off get it off me he doesn't resist you pulling him into the bush he just assumes you're gonna give him aid or something um yeah there's a leech on him and judging from this creature it does look very much leech like it looks like the kind of the slug and judging from the pulsations it might actually be having a meal right now Let's try to detach this. Um, <laughs> from Put hands away Dan and relax Dan your shoulders. Dan is going to stay on, stay on guard. Just keep in their eye on the horizon okay. in the direction that the kid came from. Jatar will join in scanning. Okay. Like with their eyes. Okay. Who's removing, who's removing the leech creature? You are? All yep. right. Guess what? It's a medicine check. That's going to be <laughs> control medicine. Okay, no, it's not that bad. I've got pretty good control medicine. Was Do you want to assist? I would like to assist by holding the child still. <laughs> that will totally work here. So I'm going to say control security on that. Perfect. To hold him still. Um, the difficulty of this is two. Perfect. Okay, control. Please take a momentum for helping the small. <laughs> Yay. Um, well, I got two successes. Okay, uh, using very subtly, just like, I mean, he's not gonna see it, but you basically pull out one of your uh, medical instruments of your time and just, and immediately just 
detach this thing. When it peels off, you can see this copperish green blood that is pooled around his neck. The skin looks like it has all those terrible little like green dots. Like somebody has like basically the worst hickey of his life. I mean, probably the only, let's be honest. And also the fact is uh, the creature that you just pulled off of his neck looks like it's in the process of dying. You see oh, it's sort right. of like curling up on itself. Immediately I can go ahead and tell you right now, Rave, that yeah. Fran is able to deduce just from looking at the way this creature is reacting to its meal that it probably cannot ingest Romulan blood. And it's learning that the hard way. Oh, good to know. Um, so she's looking at this creature and then she's, but she's also like talking to the kid. And I mm -hmm. think it like wants to try and get him to like calm down, but also so he doesn't draw any more attention to the bush that we're currently in. Mm -hmm. um, so she she's like, okay, I just need you to relax. I need you to be quiet as I try to get this off of you. Um, but I'm going to need you to keep being quiet as I get, a, get it off of you. So I'd like to persuade him possibly to okay. be quieter if I don't know if I need to roll for that, but I will if I need to. No, 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 he, he nods, uh, you know, didn't want to get caught anyway. So he gets real quiet and just kind of. Great, um, she looks at this and like kind of makes a face and like holds it up for a total of two seconds. If anyone wants it, like you've seen this look on her face before, you you have the two seconds to say anything, otherwise she's just gonna chuck it over her shoulder. And you hear it splat somewhere in the mud off in the distance. Yeah. Um, if it survives, it will never do that again until it does. Kind of wipes her hands okay. on her shirt. Uh, he gets real quiet at that point keeps quiet who are you running from he opens his mouth to answer that question when you guys hear the romulans charging through uh the bush and they come to they they break into the clearing you see there are three of them um the one person in the lead um the one person in the lead comes to a stop male uh somewhat tannish skin uh handsome beard and a Romulan haircut that is slightly shaggier than a standard Romulan haircut. Judging from the clothes he's wearing, it looks like he might be somebody of authority or rank. He does have sort of the Romulan refugee like clothing on in that it looks like he is wearing um, like the standard work clothes, like the clothes you would want to wear if you were about to do some like heavy lifting or any kind of manual work in order to like set up a colony, for example. In this case, you can see it's intermixed with what looks like a jacket that has a rank on it, um, which you could probably identify as a commander, which in Romulan society is the equivalent of a captain. Um, so somebody who would have like command of a starship or somebody who would have like command of field forces or anything like that. Um, the two Romulans behind him are also dressed in casual civilian clothing and they come dashing out. He comes to a stop and just goes, <sighs> I was never that fast when I was his age. Youth is wasted on the young. He and Jatara and Don and I believe are standing up, like keeping an eye out from the bush. So we're sort of okay. blocking it. Okay. He startles as he sees all of you and says, Indeed. Sorry, who are you? Oh, we are coming to settle. We are settlers just as... I assumed you were. Ah, oh, and what are you doing out here? Seemed like a lovely day for a walk. 
This well, you're very, you'll know that the Ten told everyone not to wander too far away with, without a significant group. We... Oh. We wanted to steal away for an intimate moment. Well, you're not the first pair that's decided to look for their future home spot. Look how beautiful the scenery is. It makes you want to kiss. I'm not entirely sure if the mud hole suits me so much. We might need to find a better spot. Of course, we will rejoin the others right away. Sorry for the inconvenience we have caused. Though you appear to be looking for something. Is anything wrong? I'm looking for a kid that came running through here. Have you seen anybody? Can't say as I have. But what exactly is this kid wanted for? He's wanted for the high crime of being my son. Ah. Hmm. Uh... Well, we will perhaps help you search. Uh, where has your search led you so far? Well, at the moment, it's led me out into the jungle where I've confronted two Romulans who I don't recognize. And considering that we're under high alert and anybody could be tell she are, right now it's led me to a place of uncertainty. That's fair enough. Um, well, I don't think your son is going to have too much fun hanging out here for mm. very much longer. So if we can um, be of assistance. Yeah, at that point, upon hearing his father say that mm. you see he doesn't say anything but you see a sudden look of nervousness pass over Naran and he looks at all of you suddenly like oh hadn't thought of that <laughs> and he, he's keeping quiet in the bush but now he's looking at all of you like uh what did you do He is going to, you're going to require a presence command check because he is starting to get spike of anxiety suddenly. Oops, the group of strangers that pulled me into a bush. Midas, shouldn't I be afraid? I mean, the first impulse the kid had was probably, oh, they're probably out here just like me. And now like he heard the word Tal Shiar and is like, oh. Uh, so at this point, I'm going to set the difficulty of that at three as he's on the verge of panicking. Is Cyril tanking that, or is someone... I mean, I was just like, what did you do? But, like, yeah. She aided it. I was going to say, did you want to, or I'm happy to. Um, I mean, how do we feel about failure? <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's an opportunity for some assistance here with a... With, uh, yes. I, you know what? You're right. I've got this solo. This is perfect. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I can roll. And All right, go ahead. Oh, you so the person who's good at it got it. Never mind. Yeah, no. Gotcha. Okay. Go ahead and make your roll. Difficulty is three. Is anyone gonna assist her though? Like for real, for real. <laughs> you know what? I'll spend two threat. Nobody can assist. Good Fantastic. Perfect. Um, can I use my focus and persuasion? Yes. Okay, great. Then it's four successes. Okay. Uh, what do you say to him? So I want this kid to be quiet, to say we're not Tal Shiar. Um, I'm going to, okay. The tactic I would like to try and use here is that he needs to 
continue to stay because I'm not going to try and convince him that we're not tall Shiar because I don't know how to how we would do that. I'm going to try and convince him that his neck is still like in a bad state, and if he can, if he like panics or gets anxious, it's only going to get worse. So okay. I, <laughs> I I I want okay. to try and scare he's, him into staying. Into he a keeps quiet. Uh-huh. Um, however. While while that is transpiring, yeah. I'm still gonna need Jatar and Denon to roll uh, a <laughs> y'all are gonna have to roll presence command. And this is okay. a contested, contested roll against him. Okay. Um do you do you wanna lead an I assist or uh yes. Three. Because I don't know which of us says the better presence command. I probably, I have a feeling it's probably even between the two. <laughs> yeah, I have eleven total. My presence isn't great. Well, I have, I have twelve. Total. Right. So. So why don't you lead and I'll assist? Okay. okay. Sounds good, buddy. Good, because I didn't get any successes. What was it's contested? Uh, can yeah. uh, I can use persuasion focus for this, right? Mm, yeah. And no. let's. See. I'm not affiliated mm. either. What? Huh? I'm the lead. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. Uh, persuasion. Cool. I'm trying to just see if any of my values. Uh... Oh, I, can I buy an extra die? Can I use momentum yeah. to buy it? You have die? a bunch of momentum. Sweet. I'm going to do that. I think that's that. Um, uh, And I think that I have untapped potential, but I don't think that while it's That'll let you re roll. It, it will. It will. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool. All right. Cool. Here we go. Hatcha. Mm. Ooh. I'm going to keep that. That's nice. Um, mm, and I'm going to keep it. And I'm going to reroll this one. Nope. That was worse. <laughs> um, But that's still three successes. Yeah, he beat you by three. Holy Whoa. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we we weren't... That's fine. That's Makes fine. Sense. You see, it's a telltale sign, Denon, that you've become used to becoming a more, a more and more seasoned security officer. The relaxed nature in his shoulders and the way he shifts his weight slightly and kind of cocks his head to the side, you immediately get a sense that this is a person that is dangerous and suspects you. You can see that body, that shift in the body weight, super subtle and graceful as he kind of moves over to the side. And he eyes you for a second and says, you know, I know you're lying to me, but I just can't believe the Talshar would send such terrible liars. So why don't you tell me who you are before I show you how fast I am? Right. <laughs> Let me think about something to say. <laughs> uh, we are, of course, Milar and Pilar. We uh, have come out here just to settle like everyone else. We are not Talshiar agents, but we are not military either. I don't know anything. He points I- down at the mud. Oh, is there an impression of a face? There is a kid's body print Mm -hmm. (laughs) at his feet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just like, and he's just Mm -hmm. pointing at it and he goes, 
you want to see how fast I am? I look to Enver. Because I can hear this. This is like happening all Yes. Time. Oh, yeah. Y'all are all. We are. We are right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I look to Enver because I see the way this is going down. And I was like, I. I feel like you you understand my facial expressions enough at this point, and so you see I'm about to like turn over the kid. It's just going to happen. Um, she same, just lets go like of the shoulders, yeah, um, and and uh, whispers to the kid, "Are you ready to be caught? Are you ready to be grounded?" I guess. Jigs up, little man. And then Jatar also will step aside. <laughs> Kid stands up in the bushes, and you see the Romulan look at the kid and go. Um, I think that Dran is gonna stand up, but she's gonna make a show of like her med kit that she's been using to like get his leech off. Okay. Be like, this is why we were hiding him, or so at least it seems like she wasn't just holding their kid hostage in a bush. <laughs> Because who could do that? Um, yeah, the Romulan the Romulan nods and says, looks at the kid and goes, "You're filthy." I told you not to run ahead. We don't know who's out here. You're lucky we ran into colonists. And the kid says, I know, I'm sorry. I just, <clears throat> I wanted to be there first. I wanted to, to greet whoever it was first. And the Roman says, I'm gonna save the yelling for later, but fall in line. And the young boy stalks over and gets behind him and says, <clears throat> looks back at you and says, all right, are there any more of you in the bushes? I, <laughs> I, uh, um, before I rise, I, I, I smear a little um, dirt on my face. Okay. Um, and then uh, stand up and forgive the fib. We were not sure if the child was in danger. And that's incorrect. What's that? That seems to register with him. As you're talking, he goes. We don't know who we can trust out here. Cyril is going to stand up in a moment, but they're going to finish their scan because we've all been talking here for a moment. And where are the Tholians and what are they doing? Uh, The Tholians are still at their point of location. Um, uh, you're detecting energy signatures from where they are, which would indicate that they too might be scanning. I, mm, I know that there's things that are going on, and like they want people to like get out of the bushes, but I want to jury rig something to distract the Tholians. Okay, you start working on a jury rig of some kind. Yeah. Okay. What are you What are you doing? Uh, I think it's going to be a uh, 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 dazzle, like a, a dazzler. Ah, uh, okay. Do you mean sensor dazzle, or do you mean optical dazzle? Uh, sensor dazzle. Okay, if cool. they're trying to scan for other people, there's stuff. There's stuff everywhere. All right. In that case, um, this Romulan steps forward and looks at all of you and says, "Well, since you're out here and I can't very well turn around and go back since there are Tholians nearby, would you all care to follow me and find out what our visitors want? Is that what you were referencing? The child wanted to run ahead and meet Tholians? Yes, this child overheard a story of me and my history with Tholians. 
and decided that he would partake in wanting to share some of his old man's adventures. You have experience with Tholians, then? This Tholian in particular. Hmm. Is this a friend? No, definitely not, no. Can I... Do I recognize this person? Um, from where? Like, just from history in general. You like, could certainly run as, a data... As somebody could... who's done, like, combat like combat stuff and stuff like that. You could certainly run a recognition to the database. You guys have access to that so that you know who you're talking to and, and making sure you're not interfering. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, acting like you're looking through your tricorder, um, I would say um, make a control... Uh, I would say make an insight command check. And the difficulty of this is one. One success. Exactly one success. One. This is Commander Sorex of the RRW Nyriar. We're going to go ahead and pause because we are 10 minutes over our break. We will be back in 10 minutes. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to jump back into our Time Kids episodes. I think it's okay to go ahead and announce to everyone that after discussing this with the stream punks over the break, we're having a lot of fun playing this and where we're at in the storyline. We're going to make this a two-parter. We're just going to go ahead and go all out and make this a two-parter. So that way we can jump into the Clear Skies storyline right after we come back from Bonnie's one shot and start clean. And that way we don't have to start, stop, and then start again. So this will be part one of two of our Time Kids episodes. So that being said, let's go ahead and jump into where we left off. You're standing in front of this Romulan and the two people that are flanking him, the two Romulans that are flanking him, and a very forlorn-looking child who is making his way over to the adult figure and stopping in front of him so that Commander Sorex can put his hand on the kid's head and lean his face back so we could look at the mud on him and just go, you got attacked by a leech, it would seem. And he nods and just says, the nice lady took it off. And he says, mm, I let you come with us on one condition. And that was that I stay behind you, and you didn't. No, you didn't. Take him back. Oh, but come on, take him back. And with that, one of the Romulans turns and whispers something to Sorex, and Sorex nods, says something back, and the two of them, uh, the boy, the young boy, and one of the Romulans leaves. So it's Sorex and one red shirt next to him. <laughs> um, the Romulan staying next to him watches them go, and then Sorex turns back to all of you and says, All right, I see you're armed, and nods to the disruptors he sees that you are all carrying, which are displayed on your hips, and he says, I'm going to enlist all of you to help me deal with this Tholian issue. Frankly, we were going to ask for your protection. As you can see, we are barely armed, but merely settlers here on this planet, and we could use the extra protection now that we know that this is a dangerous Tholian. This isn't an assault. I'm going there to have a chat, if I can. This particular Tholian is 
Well, Atholian. The commander's name is Vosrax, and I have a bit of a history with him. A rather weird one. <laughs> well, our comrade is quite good at talking, if that is what we intend to do, and sort of gives a, a, a quick arm bump to, to Thran. Okay. What's been my experience with Tholians? Is it fair to say that I've had a lot of experience with Tholians? Not a lot. Again, the thing to point out about Tholians is the Tholian assembly is deeply xenophobic. Um, they do not trust uh, biological creatures that look anything like y'all. They are... I mean, aside from the fact that you know that they're extremely heat resistant, they usually live in temperatures over 200 degrees Celsius. That's kind of the, the temperature that maintains them. Whenever they go planet side, they usually have uh, life support suits that they wear that are essentially just make them look like tiny mechs. They wear armor that is suited around their entire body. Mm -hmm. um, of course, Tholian silk is one of the most in-demand resources in the galaxy. It's very rare, very beautiful. Um, it's not entirely clear how long they live. <laughs> You know they're obsessed with time travel. Tholians have been known to be completely obsessed with time travel. They've also been in the past, uh, they have had an association, according to old Federation reports, with the crystalline entity, though it's not entirely clear what that association is to this day. Um, and aside from that, they are very difficult to predict. Um, on some occasions, they've been immediately hostile to the moment the Federation has appeared. On other occasions, They've been quite benign and have actually warned the Federation against harm. It's well, very difficult to predict. Um, I will say, since you looked up Sorex in the database, that a database is available on this particular commander, Vosrex, who, the name that you just got. Would love to find out what we can from that database. So um, I tell you what, I'll treat this as an obtain information spend. So if you want to burn some momentum and... Yes, please. As you're looking at your scanners, kind of, again, playing it off that you're looking at your tricorder. Um, Vosrix was first encountered by the USS Ross uh, out in the Shackleton Expanse in an encounter that became known as the, the birth of a new crystalline entity, which is still out today and fully grown at this point. Um, it is also the subject of study by some science teams and it has been spotted uh, living in the Shackleton Expanse. Um, also, you see some files that open up on the exploits of the USS Ross in the coming, uh, in the previous years, uh, the experiences it had unveiling certain mysteries about biological life spread across the galaxy, and other things that your character learns that you, Ravity, will not be learning from looking at this database. <laughs> I was going to say, and what happens next season? You basically <laughs> open up the GM's notes, and you're like, okay, but that's not important to me. So I'm literally here, like, transcribing. <laughs> <laughs> and transmitting this to just a random science officer on the Ross. Um, but... Um, Vosrix has appeared a couple of times throughout the Federation's history in just the past few years. Um, it is believed that the Tarantula-class Dreadnought that, that this commander is the commander of has been spotted in a couple of different time periods, but has not been venturing too far from uh, this particular area in time. What you guys do know about Tholians is even though they're obsessed with time travel, they don't do a whole lot of it, at least not that you're aware of. Um, then again, the Tholian Assembly is so excluded and alienated from everybody else, it's hard to say. 
But Vosric in particular is a Tholian that has demonstrated an ability to, a, a willingness to talk. Though there are some restrained captain's logs from the captain of the USS Ross denoting a significant distaste for Vosric's. Judging by the fact that the last exchange that they had on their first encounter was basically a veiled threat <laughs> before Vosric's returned to their ship. So, that's what you were able to glean. Am I getting anything off of Sorax? Like, his actual... Uh, Sorax doesn't trust any of you, and even though he is playing it close to the chest, um, your impression immediately is that Cadix, Sorax, Sorax, whoever this Romulan is, he is cool as ice. He is playing it so calm and collected right now, but the sense you get is that he is ready to quick draw on all six of you right now. He's on a hair trigger and he's masking it beautifully. Mm. Good to know. <laughs> he is smiling at all of you with that sort of like kids, like kind of expression on his face as mm -hmm. the young boy is escorted, being escorted back. And uh, he says, well then, shall we go have a talk and find out what these Tholians want? Let's. Yeah, I would like to uh, try and talk to him to try and like ease that hair trigger. Like I, I want him on, uh, like I want him on full alert towards the Tholians and not have to worry about us. Well, so I'd love to, I'd love to say. Uh, well, Thran. Yeah. Before you say anything, it should be noted that that piece of information was from an empathy check done by the telepath. So you actually don't know. To you, you, if you want to roll, if you want to roll an insight check against, you'd be competing against Sorex. It'd be your insight check against his ability to smile in the face of danger. Mommy, why not? Right? Let's roll. True. I mean, you never know. <laughs> That old Japanese saying, even monkeys fall out of trees. He could roll ones, or rather, sorry, 20s. We're playing Star Trek Adventures now. <laughs> um, okay, so what am I rolling? Uh, you are going to make an insight. This is going to be an insight command check. Can I use my focus and composure? No, you would be using that if he was trying to read you. Damn. Yeah. Um. That's fine. What's the? Oh no, never mind. Difficulty is one, and it's against his roll. So, okay, what'd you roll? I, I rolled a four and a twenty. So, like a complication. Yeah. Um, Sorex turns slowly and looks at you, and the two of you make eye contact. And while you were in the middle of trying to like read his state to try to get an idea, he caught you looking at his gun. And he stares at you. It's a long, hard, like thousand yard stare with that small grin on his face. You've watched enough spaghetti westerns to know this is a high noon stare. This is a high noon stare. Waiting uh, to see what you're about to do. But you rather inadvertently found out that he is on a hair trigger and that he's ready to quick draw. Okay, cool. We will be right behind you. No. 
No, you won't. You'll be right in front of me. I would like to try and break the tension. <laughs> um, um, and I'm going to very uh, normally um, put my back to him and start walking and go, well, can you at least tell us which direction? And start walking. Well, um, since you all have tricorders, I have to assume you're detecting what we're detecting. Is that accurate? Yes, but we weren't walking in that direction originally, but I suppose we are now. <laughs> Flip open tricorder, ignore. Okay, playing it cool. Cyril, as you start Not moving... playing it cool. I'm, I, I, there is, I'm not um, letting, there, we're all, I'm not playing stupid. Okay. Um, I am playing, hey, I'm willing to put my back to you while you have a hair trigger. That's how much I'm trusting that I am presenting myself as not a threat. I'm the dog okay. rolling on my stomach. Right, right, right. I'm going, right. not a threat, don't care, we all have secrets, let's move, kind of thing. Okay. Donna um, will fall in on that one too. Yeah. Okay, okay. Everyone's falling in line doing this basically? Or is it just yep. those two? We all, this no, is we, our mission. Oh, well, might as well yeah. not make it complicated. Okay. So everyone starts walking in front. All right, Cyril, you are fiddling with uh, a device in your hand right now. As you walk out, you've just got this little laser scalpel and you're just uh, He watches you and says, what is that? Oh, uh, I thought it would help with the scanners. Um, I, I should specify I'm absolutely making this out of temporally correct parts. Uh, okay. it's, that means that I it's assume. harder to do, but it is I less of, of, of a risk. Uh, so I don't, I don't care if he sees it. Uh, I'll, I'll let him look okay. over my shoulder. Uh, I, I noticed that they might be doing some directional scanning and, uh, I didn't want him to. So, uh, see, I just, uh, you hook up the capacitor and then you can, you can do a dazzle on them. Hmm. Interestingly enough, Cyril, he seems to understand exactly what you're saying. And he nods and says, very well, after you. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And I, Cyril, I don't think Cyril means to be walking behind him. I think it's they're working and walking and just running a little slower. Uh, uh, he slows down. Cool. To keep you in front. All right. <laughs> At that point, as y'all are playing it cool, you start getting the questions from Sorex. And... It's in that infuriating, calm, icy tone that always seems to hint that he knows more than what he's saying. In other words, it's slightly smug. And he doesn't probe too deeply, but he does continue to hint through dialogue that he doesn't believe everything you're telling him. And he's playing along with it. You seem to get the impression that he wants you to know he thinks you're lying, is what you get. Donnan decides to show him one thing that isn't a lie and takes uh, Jatar's hand. Okay. Yeah, and Jatar will uh, play into it as like a scared settler. Okay. All right. You guys continue your hike, moving through the jungle, pushing through the bush. Again, this planet is beautiful. Haunting. It's hard to say if you're the first people that have ever settled here or not. If you're the people, the first people to walk here. 
Um, and as you're pushing closer and closer towards the coordinates of where the Tholians are supposed to be, uh, Sorex says, I get the impression that you're not Tal Shiar. Good instinct. But you're not who you say you are. Um, just because I was gone. We said we were settlers. Is that what we were saying? Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Some of us haven't said, but uh, okay. the, 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 the general statement has been, oh, we were just walking. And he continues. Um, I'm going to look him in the eye. Okay. And say, um, what has happened to the Romulans cannot be changed. We are who we say we are which are settlers here trying to start a new life and forget the past that we've left behind. And I want to try and persuade him to basically show him that we are not, um, we are just, we're just, our past doesn't matter. Who we are and the choices we made in the past do not matter. That the same, kind of the same thing that Gina was trying to portray, like you have your secrets, we have ours, but we have a common enemy. Let's put this behind us type of thing. Okay. So I would like to do um, that? Yeah, I'm going to spend threat. Okay. Spend two threat okay. to reflect. Uh, the fact that you said, uh, the fact that you referenced Romulans, immediately you see him quirk an eyebrow. Go ahead and make your roll. Oh, well, you know what I'm trying to say. I know what you're Come trying on. to say, but I know what you said to him. So, well, <laughs> so I'm, I'm I was I was paraphrasing. You were role playing your character, trying to persuade him, and you're not a Romulan. So, well, I'm hell. reflecting this by spending threat and giving him an increased chance to detect. What am I rolling? Um, you are going to be rolling your presence in command, and it's going to be against his insight in command. Okay. So the difficulty bad. is one. Do you have like a deception focus or anything? I do. Or? I have a uh, persuasion, deception, infiltration. Uh, I'm going to take a momentum. Okay. Let me know what you get. Okay. Um, I'm assuming my focuses will come into play. Deception will, yes. So four. Okay. You, you see him as you're saying this. Uh, <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't immediately respond to that. Hmm. He just after a moment, he just says, "Keep walking." I do. Um, you're not sure if it worked or not. As a player, I'm going to give you one momentum, but you're not sure. Your impression, your impression from him as a Betazoid, is that he still does not believe a word you're saying. However, he seems more convinced now that you are not a threat. Got it. That's all I wanted. I just yeah, wanted his, his trigger finger a little less. His trigger finger, yes. Trigger. A little, it's not yeah. resting next to the to the, right. to the phaser, to the disruptor itself. Instead, it looks like he's kind of relaxed a little bit and you can feel him soften slightly. Okay. As you go, I mean, we did save his son from that evil leech. That terrible, terrible. That terrible leech. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, you guys continue your journey. I'm going to go ahead and say that about the time you arrive, we can go ahead and say the passage of time 
uh, is going to allow us to do a control engineering check uh, at a difficulty. Of, uh, do you? I'm gonna. I'll set the difficulty of this at two. We'll just keep this as a simple roll. So go ahead, Cyril, and make a difficulty two check as you're trying to jury rig basically what will be a burst effect that will, for uh, I would say maybe or we'll see how many successes you get. I'll say um, for for however many successes you get, if you're willing to spend momentum, it'll be that many minutes that you can scramble sensors. Okay, cool. Um, all right, cool. Um, I have a focus in jury rigging because I jury rig things. Yep. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, cool, that's two successes. Two say okay, cool. Uh, so then you'll hit it, then that will give you, um, so for a full minute, you'll be able to scramble sensors. Uh, so we have three momentum available because I didn't spend one for an extra die. Uh, how do we feel about the time range on that? We could expand it a bit. Uh, do we want to like toss two, like one two in, two three. in? I mean, you know, I think we want to save at least take, one for someone else's two. cautious. Take your cool. two. So for okay, three so minutes, yeah. for three minutes, uh, we'll scramble sensors. That includes his. I'm gonna let it. Uh, so actually, I'll just. Uh, so I finished the scrambler, everyone, and I'll make sure uh, it's gonna take down everyone's sensors, or rather, it's just gonna be real flashy for everyone. So don't rely on him, okay? Uh, so. Soros? Sorex, yes. Cool. Since I'm one of the leaders of the colonization effort, I would have thought maybe one of the fellow colonists would have known that since I'm literally doing the morning briefings for the entire effort every morning for the entire population. But Zero has no memory of names. <laughs> What's that? They're not Cyril good has no name. Ah, uh, we say it at the exact same time. <laughs> Cyril has no <laughs> Cyril has a horrible memory with names. Are we I'm really? guessing the actual, Let's give a countdown. Not the actual name of our compatriot, but they're, but they're. Cyril <laughs> looks at uh, Camo and Envar like, are we still really trying this? Cyril's uh, yes. first instinct is honesty, and this. And I hear it, and I say yes. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Oh, I just genuinely assumed you're not the best with names. <laughs> Um, you get I mean, especially when true. you're working. Oh yes, absolutely also true. Yeah, I just genuinely thought you didn't remember their name because you've been working for the last hour and a half while we've sure. been walking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Just give us a countdown before you launch. For sure, yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> Can I do a danger check? We're relatively close. We're, I'm assuming we're nearing it. We're about, about to pop the thing. And... Yes, you're about to basically enter the area. So Great. we can go ahead and, I mean, you really, what are you trying to do? Are you just trying to like sense where the Tholians are? Cause I can give that to you. Well, without... uh, it's more like my, my personal skill is kind of like, you know, get, get all the information, survey the thing find out where all the holes are so how many are there where are have they do they have scouts out do they have equipment set up where's like yeah. okay just so, a quick whoosh yeah i so, would also oh 
I was gonna say if, if I could assist because I have a talent called constantly watching. Me which too. Is an attempt. Oh, then never mind. You don't need me. Goodbye. You can assist. You and I are in the front-ish kind of. You won't, you won't have to roll for this. Oh, okay. Um, on your approach, the truth is, is the, the dense foliage, the dense jungle that you are all stalking through right now, um, and the noise that you hear as you're approaching would indicate the Tholians don't seem to know or care that you're here. Um, as you are approaching, you see an outcropping of rock. It looks like shards of stone coming up out of the ground, and you can easily spot the three Tholians that are here. Um, two of them look like they're much smaller than the center Tholian. And again, it's worth pointing out that they look terrifying in their in their planet side defensive wear. Essentially, again, as a quick reminder, the Tholians are much taller than a standard humanoid. Do you count about six legs kind of branching out to the side? And they're all covered in these thick metal plates going up into a center column, which also has two metal arms reaching out of it. You can see the glowing eyes on the front of this uh, life support armor that they're wearing. The other two Tholians are currently surrounding two of these outcropped rocks that are just kind of lot, like jagged and shooting up towards the sky. However, the center Tholian, who you assume must be the commander that was mentioned before, um, has unearthed something. You can see what looks like a large jagged rock and behind it removed looks like some kind of metal gate or metal like looks like this uh arcing uh chunk of like very delicately crafted metal of some kind that arcs all the way up and back down um it looks vaguely familiar to all of you um sorex looks completely baffled by the sight of this and stares as everyone hunkers down. He looks at this and is just kind of like squinting his eyes. The Tholians com seem completely enraptured in what they're looking at. Um, and you can see that this, this arc that they're looking at, this metal arc, it looks vaguely, the, the metallic has, the, the sheen of the metal has long since gone, but it looks vaguely sort of purple-ish. It kind of has that sort of beetle shell kind of look to it. And, it looks like it is on a platform that has been mostly destroyed. However, you can see that it's some kind of technology. It doesn't look like it's just some kind of monument. Can I try quarter? Uh, yes, this is going to be a little more difficult. So I'm going to say, I would say make an insight command check and the difficulty of this would be two. Can I try quarter with my brain? Uh, Wait, can I read their thoughts? Wait, I'm looking thoughts. for chronotons. Okay. I'm not trying to read them or anything. It's no, I know that. I knew. No, I, I just I was just confused why I'm making a command check for scanning for chronotons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Oh God. Oh. Wait, what? Why not science yeah. or engineering? Or... You're scanning for chronotons. Yeah. Yeah, you can scan for chronotons. Um, if you're going to scan for chronotons, the difficulty is zero. So I would just say make your 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 science check. Okay. Difficulty zero. All right, I'll do that. We're all confused. Uh, that that gets us to momentum, though, uh, which we can use for obtaining information, which is cool. Yes, there are there are chronotons present here. Um. 
I open the floor if other people have good questions about the chronotons and um, I'm operating from the presumption that uh, they are emanating in some way from the arc given the interest uh, I'll roll past that and ask um, what other features I am picking up about the Ark? Was it recently unearthed? Uh, how old is it? Uh, what features of the Ark are there that uh, are notable to me? So, and you, can, so <laughs> you can do the obtained information spend relevant to the chronoton scan. Mm. The The Ark is not currently emanating any chronotons. Oh. Um, but what you get is the chronotons that are located here and the variables that are located here. Remember how they were not detected on board the Catechus? They're not on the Tholian itself either. However, that commander is holding a device of some kind that is emanating the variable chronotons that you detected from orbit. So just to clarify, we have the chronotons that we detected on the surface, which is different than what the Tholians had brought. Right. It and seems like it seems like they're holding a different device that your instruments are registering not from this time period. Right. The signatures that we've had since the beginning are consistent with a ship that might be hopping through time and creating its own chronoton disruption in order to visit a chronoton disruption. Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. probably looks a lot like our kind of signatures. It, it is worth noticing, it is worth noting again that the metal thing that they have uncovered is not emanating chronotons. It does not appear to be emanating any kind of temporal displacements or incursions. Whatever they're interested in about this, it has nothing to do with that arc. That's not where the chronotons are coming from. Well, well, let me let me clarify. They are deeply interested in that arc, and whatever device that they're using, you're not sure what the relationship with it is with that arc. But it looks like because the commander itself is is in front of the arc, and you cannot tell what is going on with those big arms of his as he's standing in front of it. But it seems like he's trying to operate something. I have a question. Yes. So the arc is, there is temporal disturbances in this area, but there are no chronoton particles coming from the arc, but there, we are detecting temporal anomaly readings right here, correct? So remember how I said that you detected chronoton particles on the catechus from your yes. scans in orbit? Yes. Those are presence here as well from the Tholians themselves, which makes sense. If they were on board that ship, it's right. entirely possible they came in contact with chronotons. However, the variant or the anomaly yeah. apparently is coming from a device that the commander is holding right now. Right. You haven't been able to spot. It is different than the chronoton energy signatures that you are getting from uh, from the rest of them and from them, them personally. Understood. Mm -hmm. And they seem like completely focused on this metal arc that they've uncovered. It does look like the stone has been moved very recently. Uh, at this, Jatar is going to turn around and look at Sorex and just say, how Sorex, would you like us to proceed? Sorex looks completely baffled. He goes, what the hell are they doing? What is that? Is this the Tholian that you were expecting? It's hard to tell. <laughs> 
when they're in their life support suits, that armor that they wear when they go planet side, it's difficult to uh, know if they were willing to speak to me. Real Would quick, you... there was a role that was being done before all of that oh, was happening, yeah. and we, we, we got off on track. Who was accessing the database? Somebody wanted, somebody rolled, I think it was you, Bonnie. Somebody rolled to access the database regarding that arc. No, I was going to. Um, oh, you were doing and... something else? Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought somebody had asked for that. Okay, fine. I mean, yes, Eric. Obviously, that's <laughs> what I was going yeah. to do. Do whatever you want. Um, look at that arc. It's beautiful. I would like to learn more. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh. Well, that's she's frozen. Happened. That's what happens when you mock the DM. You get frozen forever in time. All those chronoton particles, they react to sass. And you have to be very careful because the, the cascade effect is vicious. Um, um, cascade. Go ahead. Since, since Sorex is distracted, is it possible for me to break off and do a sneak? It's possible. You would be rolling against him. Uh, in that case, I think um, uh, Donnan will kind of give like a sideways glance to Jatar. Um, at, since he had asked the question, how would you like us to proceed? Mm -hmm. um, Donnan will say, um, would you be amenable to um, me taking a closer look from a different vantage point? Sorex looks at you and says, if you think you can do it without being vaporized. They are very capable. All right, we'll cover you from here. And at that, uh, Jatar is going to raise his disruptor for cover. Okay. Uh, and really focus. Um, Sorax. Mm -hmm. it, it is unwise of us to all clump together if the possibility of vaporization is currently on the table. Shouldn't we all disperse and get better information? We are currently, as the saying on Earth might say, sitting ducks. His eyes move over to Cadix. And he looks at her for a moment and says, all right. Great. I break off as well. Okay. You also sneak off. He I'll go the opposite off. direction. We'll do our, like, circle pattern. He glances off at the rest of you and says, Why don't I watch your backs? Anybody else want to sneak off? I've been told my backside is my better side. And I'm going to. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um... Um, so the difficulty of this is going to be run. If you want to sneak off, it is a control security check. Uh-huh. Difficulty one. Okay. The Tholians, are, it's, it's easy because the Tholians, first of all, the, the, the jungle, but like the Tholians are completely invested in what they are doing. They are not expecting or even looking. You guys did detect that they were scanning, but they either did not scan you or they don't care. It's hard to say. And uh, would infiltration and disguise focuses help in this? Uh, infiltration definitely would. Okay. Yes. Um, I'd like to use my infiltration focus as well, but I think I also want to burn a value. Okay. 
Uh, I'd like to burn the value, the profits to guide my steps. Okay. Cool. Yes. You that's said it was control value. security? Yeah, that's and a anybody, great value. Yeah, and anybody who has been watching Donnan for all of this mission, they constantly are touching their ear. Their earring? Well, they're, they're not wearing their, their earring. Their ear, right. So they're constantly earring. touching their ear. Uh, but yes, cool, cool, cool. Tight, tight, tight. Okay. So tell me how many successes y'all got. You said difficulty uh, was two. Great. Three. I got three successes as well. So we and it's a good thing I momentum. burned my value because I would have only gotten one. Okay. Uh, yeah, easily enough, y'all are able to stalk around. Yeah, okay. So go ahead and load up on momentum for the group. Y'all are easily able to stalk around. The Tholians, again, are completely disinterested. You're not entirely sure if, the, you know, if they know you're there or not, but you see the commander is holding something. As y'all are moving around, the, there's two things you see. The first thing you see is baffling to look at. The item that they are holding looks like a projector of some kind. Definitely not from their time period. It's some kind of emitter. And it's emitting an EMH, a Federation EMH program. It looks like the program itself is not stable. Like you see it kind of, and it's speaking to them in a strange tone. Um, immediately all of you recognize what that tone is even though the universal translator is not detecting it um you've heard this language once before it was when holograms were trying to kill all of you on board that training protocol and, and back at starfleet academy um the, the syrtax i have a note the syrtax that's correct um, you instantly recognize the Syrtax language. And it seems to be speaking to the Tholian, which, by the way, the Tholian responding to it, the high-pitched screeches that the Tholian makes are almost hurtful to the ears. Um, but the Universal Translator is picking up words that you see um, that you're able to, like, get in sort of like a robotic-toned voice as it is trying to interpret through the screeching of the Tholian and the Ceratex itself, this being that's time-traveled through holographic technology in the process of speaking to the Tholian. And your blood runs cold as all of you hear the exact same reference of words as it translates at the exact same time when referencing what they're standing in front of, you distinctly hear the words, Iconian Gateway. And that, my friends, is where we are going to leave tonight's game. Ah! Damn your old cliffhangers, Gamble! Ah! I'm so glad Rave, it's big and scary and powerful and bad. There is so much story that I have to chop if it's going to be a one shot. By letting us do this as a two parter, I get to play the whole story that I wrote up. So I'm oh, very darn. Y'all did a great job tonight. <laughs> Y'all were asking the right questions, spinning the right momentum. Y'all did good stuff. I think I'm going to give the Time Kids some uh, bonuses next game since I can't level y'all up as usual. 
but I think the time kids are going to get some bonuses because there's some shit that's about to go down. About to go down. Um, y'all, it was it was really good to be back playing Star Trek with y'all. It was a lot of fun. I missed it. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Um, yeah. So next week we will do part two of this, where inevitably the Tholians are going to be alarmed to discover their sensors are no longer working after there's a popping sound and all hell breaks loose. Um, that's what I suspect will happen, but I guess we'll just have to find out. Or we just um, all have a party. Yeah, everyone just bust yeah. out. Spaghetti uh, Western. I love that after I said a spaghetti Western, you put me on a lush planet. And so now Thran is reconsidering going back to Rainforest theme. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. That's going to be it for us for this Thanks evening. Sir. Thank you so much for joining us once again for an episode of Clear Skies. We love you, Ox Crew. We will see you again next Monday night. Until then, hailing frequencies are closed.